pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Ms. Cardos? Here. Mr. Jansen? Here. Mr. Pato? Here. Mr. Larmer? Here. Mr. Shreve? Here. Mayor Ruby? Here. Mr. Stuckey? Here. Ladies and gentlemen, on our agenda this evening, uh, we are scheduled to start with a public hearing to discuss Valor Acres. And just wanted to, um, we have one sign on the agenda, which is going to be a minor review and discussion. And we're going to jump right into our regular meeting, get through that sign, and then jump back to the, the public hearing for Valor Acres. Um, they're not here yet. We're, we're anticipating that Valor Acres may generate an amount of discussion. Okay. And so that way the, the person here for the sign doesn't have to sit through uh, that discussion. Um, Suman is here. Is the well, person for the sign here? Okay. So we're going to begin our regular meeting. And I move for approval of the regular meeting minutes of February 9, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Narmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. <coughs> Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. <coughs> I move for approval of the work session meeting minutes of February 9, 2023. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, that will bring us to our signs portion of our meeting this evening. First up, we have the multi-building and revel dance at 10217-19 Brexville Road. If you are here for this, please step up to the podium. You state your name and spelling for the record. Thank you. Uh, name is Adam Potagel. Last name is spelled P-O-D-O-J-I-L. Thank you for squeezing me in. I appreciate that. Um, we have a road sign that's been in place for a while, uh, and we needed to swap out some, some of the logos and the panels, basically. And we also wanted to basically wrap with a vinyl wrap the top of that sign where the address number is located, mainly because the sign has been there for a considerable amount of time and looks a little rough at this point. And from a presentation standpoint, we want to do something temporarily. We have plans to do something different with that sign in the future, so I'm sure you'll be seeing me again. We just don't have a timeline on it yet. And so for the time being, we wanted to make sure we did something with it so it was a little more presentable, as I, as I mentioned. Uh, the other sign on the front of the building is a tenant sign. Um, those signs have, have been there for a while, uh, back to previous property owner. And as tenants change, those design changes. So um, those are the two signs that we have in question at this point. Uh, my understanding is that the road sign is, is the question mark right now, mainly because it is lit in a way that isn't approved by the city, which, to be honest, I wasn't aware of. So. Okay. Just to clarify, is it currently illuminated? It is. It is. That sign has been there for roughly 40 years, I want to say. Internally, Mr. Potagel? It is internally lit. Okay. Okay. 
And it's been that way for you, you're saying, for quite some time. It's been there longer than yes, I've been here. They've been there a long time. Yeah. Um, they redo so. the sign, that won't be allowed. Correct. So. Mr. Chair, if I may, um, there wasn't. Proceed. There was not a previous approval for the sign. That's why we're just covering all the bases with the deviation. Okay. So it was never permitted, you think? We we didn't find on file a permit it? for it. Okay. Um, but it's existing. The other uh, two tenants are already on there. You're changing out one tenant name? Correct. And the new tenant name will fit in the same space that's already provided in letters and sizes consistent with the, right. that which is already there yes um, and the illumination exists you're not adding anything for no. this okay uh, does anybody on the Commission have any questions or concerns regarding the I don't have a problem with it I guess my dumb question is just have we done this for other people and my guess is yes but I can't recall Ron, do you remember? I know we, we run into this from time to time. Yeah. I don't, is this the sign? There is a picture of, sign, of the sign yeah. itself in that packet. It doesn't look like it's interior. I guess it could be interior. Yeah, yeah the picture yeah, there doesn't it look is there, like yeah. And the background's lit. Internal illumination is actually permitted as long as it's just around the letters or letters. logo. We don't but allow the background. Just to be the lit. background. Yeah, we haven't allowed that for a number of years or whatever. But if this is 40 years old, or I'm guessing, to be honest with you, it's been there for that long. Um, and you you want to add the one sign to it now and then later you're going to change it is that what you're going to do the sign on the building is is nothing more than the tenant signage and not the sign on the building but the, the road sign, sign itself we it hope to do something with it since it has been there for so long you know curtis right next door did something really nice with their road sign and and uh, i think we're probably due we've gotten our money's worth out of that one um we just haven't gotten plans for it just yet but that's on our our list we just don't have a timeline for it Project, would it create a hardship if you you know redesigned the sign so that it was you know compliant with code and it was a slam dunk our goal right now to be honest with you is to come back and present another option of possibly turning that sign sideways not that sign excuse me doing a new new sign altogether um, masonry columns some stonework something that's much more presentable um, I don't know if it would necessarily create a hardship, but right now with the way the sign sits, we're trying to get something in play, like I said, so that blank panel can be swapped out since the tenants changed hands. Um, and until we get drawings and everything else put together to come back and present whatever our new plan of attack is. Here, Mr. Chairman, if I could ask a question, do we know what the setback is or where this is located on their property? It's compliant with the setback requirements for a sign in an industrial district. But this has never been approved. Correct, but it's still, I mean, it's compliant with the, with the code as compliant it is with. today. And as so setback now. wouldn't be an issue for 
for us. But, but it's never been approved. Right. That's the issue, as right. the director pointed so, out. So, so if so it was approved, we could at least say it was grandfathered, maybe. But my question is, can we give them a temporary to do this with a, a directive to come back and get a, an actual approval? Are we able to do that? Well, we've never done it before, but well, then, I mean, they're temporary signs. So worst case scenario is you just would not have this sign lit for the time being until worst you case. come back. Yeah. We certainly want to help you. It's just, you know, we have to think about everyone else who comes in and asks too. Understood. And, and other people that perhaps we've said no to in the past. We, we need to be fair to them. And again, I wish I had more information on it, but unfortunately it was so far before my time that sure. um, I'm kind of in a position where I'm, I'm asking forgiveness. Um, to not light the sign, to be honest with you, would make the front of that property pretty dark. Um, you know, obviously we've got some lighting on the buildings and things like that, but uh, it, from a presentation standpoint, I, I honestly think it would be almost to the negative. So it so it's operational though now lit. It's it is currently. Okay. Well, I, I don't think anybody's been knocking your door down to make you turn it up, turn the lights off. I don't want to speak out of turn, but. Maybe if we just table this, well, if you were going to come in with another sign turned 90 degrees anyway, maybe this could all be addressed with the design of that sign and just keep using this sign. The problem is, is the timeline, and I apologize for interrupting. Uh, no, that's okay. The only issue is the timeline. I don't know if that will be in the next six months or in the next 12 to 18. He wants to get the rebel dance up there, I right? assume. Well, well, there's a... There's a couple of options. One is could external external illumination be a temporary fix for you? A spotlight? It's an option. I like but that that's idea. My, my question is, if we have some kind of you know temporary that we can get them by until they do an actual approval, just light it externally. Okay. Yeah, that's what the I was going to say. You could, you could you could take it and just light it externally, which would be allowed. On. It's just the background lit signs we don't allow now. So if you put a a light out in front of it, took the electrical the conduit and ran it to a light. The power's there, so it wouldn't yeah, take much. Yeah, conduit be fine. Already, conduit's already coming up out of the ground, yeah. so that's already so. there. And then they come back with approval on the real sign with their real lettering and what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when the time comes. Yeah. So, yeah, if the internally lit sign is the, the issue here and, and if a ground mount light would resolve that, then... That would resolve it. That's, that's that would be permissible, so... So we would re revise the approval to include changing the lighting to external illumination. You don't even need to include that because it's permitted. So it, we would just you would just be removing well, the deviation. Because, director, only only because he's showing it as internally his submittal. Oh sure. So I'm just saying so. To clarify, yeah, in the motion, yeah, understand that, that he revises his his request. So okay. That makes sense. Yes, that's something that we just changed the language here. Externally, and then everything else checks out. And yeah, and we don't need the deviation. Just don't need the deviation. Yeah. Okay. The application stops at 223. 
Okay, we're just going to change the word internally to externally, and then you'll have your approval. I appreciate that. Okay. So I move for approval of and the building department issuance of a permit for one 28 square foot per side, two-sided, permanent externally illuminated ground sign for the businesses located at 10217-19 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio 44141 and one 2.5 square foot permanent identification wall sign for Revel Dance Complex at 10217 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio 44141 as described in the application dated February 13th 2023 and shown in the plans contingent on city council approval. That's okay. Sorry. Doesn't need council approval. Mr. Chair, you can remove that. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. without That's the deviation. Okay. So, it's just easy to keep reading it. I've done the same <laughs> thing myself. So we would we would end that as described in the application date dated February 13, 2023, and shown in the plans. Yes, sir. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shria? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Good. You're welcome. It took longer than Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, at this time we will temporarily suspend our regular meeting and we'll hold our public hearing. Um, let the record state the Brexville Planning Commission will hold a public hearing on Thursday, February 23rd, 2023 at 7 p.m. at Brexville City Hall, 9069 Brexville Road, Brexville, Ohio, to review the proposed request for preliminary approval of phases one and two of a business plan development area for the street grid and building I on permanent parcel number 604-09016 as part of the Valor Acres Mixed Use Development fronting Miller Road in Brexville, Ohio 44141. If you are here for this, please step up to the podium. Um, so you know the routine, please state your name and spelling for the record. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a public hearing. They will be addressing you as the public at conclusion of their presentation. Uh, any questions you may have, uh, this would be your time to ask questions to the applicant uh, about the project of which they're uh, applying for. Good evening, everyone. I am Kevin DiGeronimo with DiGeronimo Companies. Um, we were up here, uh, the last public meeting was January, last week in January, Josh, um, for um, what was essentially a similar um, overall presentation where we were asking for an earlier phase of public approval. My colleague uh, Josh is pulling up some visual information, but I, I won't run through that whole um, visual again if that's okay unless there's any um, questions that I could bring up and refer to it. Um, the general idea here is we are now asking for additional um, advancement of our overall mixed-use plans and two of the preliminary phases that were referenced in the agenda tonight 
or um, steps, let's call them two and three of what was previously requested and is on the uh, eventual uh, ordinary meeting for later tonight. previously showed some visuals um, I'm just waiting to get a little bit of reference so I can talk my way through it because I don't, otherwise I feel like I'm just talking into the ether a little bit here there we go So this first part is the actual roadway um, and what you're seeing in the orange. We've talked about it at previous planning commission meetings um, and have referred to it. Um, if you followed along on a few of the meetings, we've, we've debated some of the um, specifics of each entrance or exit, whether or not it was a full inter interchange or whether or not it was a right in, right out. Um, where we've landed on is what you're seeing here in orange, um, which is the roadway network. Uh, to the north, we see as our main vehicular traveling area where um, if you were coming into the site from the east or west, you would, you would tend to want to drive uh, most often, but also has access and secondary routing to the central part of the, if I'm pointing to this right here, sorry, I hope I don't mess something up. This is our main pedestrian area and the, and the part of the overall mixed use center that we would theoretically shut down for events specific. These north and south roads would allow us to do just that, which is why we're requiring some access points from um, in and out. This would be the main entrance furthest to the east here for the mixed use on the east half of the site. Uh, the primary entrance to the west half and portions of the site would be uh, further west off of Miller and Sheridan entrance and egress um, with Sherwin-Williams R&D facility. I don't know if there's that much more specifics that's worth going in that we haven't already shared to date, but happy to answer any other questions related to this specifically or other areas that we've previously spoken about. Um, if you are here for this topic and wish to comment, um, there are microphones available. Please state your name and address for the record. And any, any questions you have on this topic, Mr. DiGeronimo is here to answer them. I'm Bruce Baylor. I live at 12562 Snowville Road. Am I supposed to say something else before I start babbling? Can you spell your here? last name, Mr. Baylor? B-A-Y-L-O-R. Thank you. <clears throat> um, I, I guess I'm a little confused, and I'm sorry I didn't keep up on it. It looked to me like the last meeting went three hours or something like that, and I didn't listen to the, or watch the whole video, but I looked at the minutes, and they didn't quite seem to jibe with three hours, so I must have missed something. Three hours and five minutes. Okay. And I guess I'll use a phrase that I once heard somebody on the uh, Planning Commission use. Is there any possibility of moving this whole thing farther back from the roads? I mean, it just, the, what you've already done, <clears throat> I, I guess I was a little taken back when the five-story building went up, but then when your, uh, I want to say townhouses, went up even closer to the road, I just, I guess that's my first question. Can we just shove everything back? I mean. I'd like to take off after the 
the five stories, but I don't know how far that would get me, and I guess I wouldn't, five stories wouldn't bother me so much if the frontage started where the other five-story building is. So we've deba debated that topic. Uh, yeah, see, I yeah, missed yeah, it. Over that. Yeah, that's okay. Um, the property line here is the limiting factor. Um, when we negotiated with and, and finally came to terms with um, Sherwin-Williams, what you see here are the widths of the property. If we were to push the buildings any further back from the road, we'd have to flip and change the dynamic and put parking out to the front of the road, which is not what we're going for here in the mixed-use area. This, believe it or not, is actually further back off the road than typically would be done in this setting. If you were to go down to um, see some like um, <coughs> comparable projects in other parts of Ohio and even on, in northeast Ohio, the buildings are actually closer to the road by 10 to 15 and sometimes 20 or 25 feet. So what is this um, relative to like where the townhouses are? What is the lofts, whatever, the three-story? But I mean, as far as distance from the road, is it the same, or is this shorter distance? You're talking about these townhomes up here. Right. The, the, these are actually would be a little further back off the road than these buildings would be off of Miller. Um, from the uh, east edge of this uh, corner office building, it would be a little further than what it is off of Miller. I'm, I'm forgetting. 40, well, you're not to curb, plus the right-of-way. Well, there's some technical terms. From the curb. It's another 65 yeah, so from the curb, it's 65 feet from the curb of 21 Brexville Road, and from um, the curb of Miller Road, it's 45. So it's about the length of this chamber. I'd have to. You guys are the count. builders. You probably have a better dimensional. Sure, I, uh, not not too not too dissimilar. Okay, I can't say I'm enamored with that. Uh, the next thing, when I went to your website, um, the construction of the buildings, almost every building presented, looks like it's done with brick. Now, those are drawings, except I went to another part of the website where they're much more modern structures, which doesn't bother me, but it looks almost like the last three stories, three stories up is all sort of some glass structure or something like that. Is that the way these things would look? Um, I guess I might have a hard time getting the vertical dynamics of this thing. So we, we showed uh, an overall um, uh, walkthrough, um, conceptual fly-through, preliminary fly-through, we'll call it. Um, a lot of this is a mixture of bricks, of uh, brick and block material with um, facades also including metal panel and gla glazing. So it's a mixture of all. And I think what you'll see is um, we're only talking about building I specifically um, but what you'll see as we bring in future buildings, that they'll have um, some sort of cohesion, but each, each of them will have their own identity um, using a various, you know, use of those types of similar materials. Is there some place to go on the Internet where you can see what this actually looks like? That's not for, for advertised public consumption quite yet. Um, we will have those up as we get approved here from Planning Commission, so that will be updated. Um, but we did share as part of Planning Commission the last one, and I'll make sure um, that we um, we leave some some information for you know, what we have shown to date. I'm trying to – I don't have access to the video tonight. It's also yeah, in the packet. Yeah, in the packet tonight for that we're, we're, we're looking to move forward on Building I, we have included those finishes. 
I don't mean to monopolize this. I can give up and come oh, back or something. Well, <clears throat> again, on your website, we're looking at these buildings, and they all say they're five stories. But on the website where you've got some common areas, I see something that looks almost ten stories. Yeah, no, th that, those aren't relevant to what we're, what we're talking about today. So it could come in at some other time. Yeah. The, the, Not on these little green parts where it says future development. Correct. We, we don't anticipate any ten-story buildings. Okay, all right. And then finally, how does, what's the timing of this construction? I saw where city council was looking at the paving Miller Road again or something. I, mean, I shouldn't say again, but letting, going out for bids on the paving of Miller Road from Miller, I'm, from 21 to whatever that Southway Parkway, whatever it's called. So does this get all done before we start repaving that road? We'll have it repaved this summer. So then all this construction equipment is going to go over this newly paved road. To answer your question, yes. The interchange and Miller Road will be new. So yes. That's exciting, seeing us rip up stuff we just paid to have paid. Will all your construction traffic go out onto Miller Road and not 21? Um, it'll it'll mainly go off of Miller Road for sure. Occasionally, there'll be certain activities that'll that'll access uh, 21, but it'll be limited. Okay. Who do I pass it on to? Let me pass the baton. Nancy Wolfel, 10216 Woodview Way. Uh, a question and a comment. Is the exterior of the townhouses that are going up at the north end, is it going to stay that brown color or, or are you going to have a different exterior finish on it? Excuse me, we're, we're here to discuss the commercial oh. uh, district at uh, Miller Road and 21 oh. this evening. Well, that brings me to my comment on the, on the commercial um, part of the project. I'm still not crazy about five-story buildings, but Kevin, I'll forgive you if you get a few decent restaurants in there. I appreciate that. And there will be. Uh, John Wolfel, we're a tag team. Uh, 10216, Woodview Way. That main road going out to, uh, to Brexville, I guess I didn't hear. Is that right in, right out, or is that a full interchange there, or what is that? Correct. Currently planned as a right in, right out. It's right in, right out. Okay, thank you. I'm not going to stand up. forgot the question. How high is the parking structure? I'm sorry, say that again. How high is the parking structure? So we are, um, it's multiple stories, but we're currently figuring out the final. We haven't submitted for that specifically. Um, we plan on it probably ending up somewhere between three and four stories. Thank you. Yeah. Any other questions or comments from the public? Okay. Okay. 
Do we move right into uh, the next item? Oh, we're good. Okay. So we are going to go and um, have a, a similar public hearing on Building I, shown uh, in the southeast corner of the site in red. Building I is the location of our first office building, as well as our um, DeGeronimo Company's future headquarters. We will be taking approximately two floors of the four stories of office. It is five total stories as the first floor will serve as a shared mixed-use um, retail as well as some portions parking. Should go to the uh, next image there, Josh. So there were some questions brought forth um, on some of the materiality of the building. This is a good representation of what we're planning. Um, some of the materials shown here are still um, in flux, hence the pre preliminary nature. Um, but we're really debating internally, and we, we, we did discuss this a little bit in previous meetings, on whether some of the things shown as metal panel would end up being in brick or stone. Um, that would be part of the process that we would go from this preliminary advancement to final and then pending engineering. Um, but generally speaking, this is the quality and um, uh, overall scale of what we're, what we're intending to do. We um, include the ability to co-locate with other large users up to 50,000 square feet or even smaller users broken down as, as probably in the 700 7,500 square foot and above. Um, so there could be as many as three or four other tenants in here. Um, uh, and, and over top of what we're showing here is a restaurant use and some common corridor and lobby space, as well as portions of covered parking.
Josh is running you through some imagery from different um, elevations. This one is from Brexford Road looking west. At, this is at the corner looking northwest of Brexville and Miller. Again, I think this is um, intended to, if you have any questions or anything you'd like to ask in relation to this or, or anything else um, on the mixed use phase. So just as a reminder for anybody that has any comments, uh, we do have a microphone and uh, please state your name and address for the record. John Wolfler again, uh, 10216 Woodview Way. Is that four stories of parking in glass on the back side of that thing? I couldn't really tell from that one uh, from that one drawing there. No, um, all four stories over the whole floor plate is office. Okay, what's the stuff on the uh, to the left over there? Here? No, 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 no. On the building, right there. It goes straight up. Oh, it's just that's just a, 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 a architectural detail. It's just to differentiate the building. Is, is it what? It's an architectural detail. It's not. It's it's still. It's still office. Oh, it's still office. Yes. Okay. I, I really couldn't tell from that one view. Yeah. Just just some looked, differentiation. It looked like what you had was four stories of glass in parking. Okay. I keep harping about the, the architecture, but if you continue to do something like that, I, I agree with you. So it's, it's not a box. Any other questions or comments? Okay, I move to close our public hearing. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, at this time we will return to our regular meeting and this will bring us to our reports. Mr. Stuckey, do we have a report from Council? No report. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Do we have a report? Okay. Mr. Wise, do we have a report from Engineering? No report. Okay, thank you. And that concludes our regular meeting. We will move into our work session. Um, Mr. DiGeronimo, are you okay if we slide you down a couple spots? We have a couple items we think will go quicker that we'll take care of. Okay. We appreciate your consideration. So that would bring us to the Lee rooftop solar PV installation at 10214 Woodlands. If you are here for this, please step up to the podium. Please state your name uh, and spelling for the record. My name is Ken Natsity. Um, 
I'm with Avisun Renewable Energy. Could you spell that name, please? Sure. It's N like November, A-D-S-A-D-Y. Thank you. Could you walk us through your application, please? Sure. Um, the Lees have a, 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 a you know, typical style home, I think, for Brecksville. Um The roof on their home is the um, is is a hipped roof. So, you know, for solar installations, generally, um, sometimes that presents challenges um, because the way the the hips um, they change a rec rectangle into a more of a parallelogram or, or you know uh, not not rectangles so um, the best surface of their roof um, is the south facing um, roof that is above the garage area and it, it faces 90 degrees to the backyard um, so it faces directly uh, um, south, which is uh, their, their backyard faces west. Um, and uh, so this, uh, what, what we're proposing is to put the solar array there. On, that's the largest surface of their roof on their home. It faces due south, which is ideal for solar, um, the most, uh, most uh, energy can be captured on that, that roof surface. And um, the, the, we're requesting you to use that, that roof surface as well as exceed the, there is a, appears to be a 25% max roof area limitation in, in Rexville's um, code, which um, I have not seen before as a, as a solar installer. It's, um, not too many of my projects ever are, are use less than 25 percent. That wouldn't that wouldn't really produce a whole lot of energy uh, for most homes. Um, so we're asking to exceed that. This this would uh, be around 55 to 60 percent of that roof surface area. And this uh, solar array is sized to produce just about uh, what what they use on an annual basis as far as energy. And um, other roof surfaces, like the, the backyard roof surface, you'd, you'd, the array would be limited to less than half this. And, and seeing as it's, it would be west facing and the steepness of this roof, um, it, wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't produce even 40% of what their uh, usage is um, if it was on that backyard surface. The, the panels are dark. Uh, they tend to blend in with dark roofs like this. They're uh, anodized aluminum, you know, black. And uh, there's a, a, a rendering there, I think. Uh, and then there's a data sheet for the panels, especially at distance. Um, a lot of people don't even notice solar rays uh, from a distance once they're uh, on a dark roof with the, with the black anodized panels. Okay, thank you. Are you aware um, that this requires a deviation, uh, that our ordinances uh, li limit the solar panels to face the rear yard, and, and this one being a side yard? 
I know you had mentioned the 25%, um, but I also wanted to clarify that this does require a deviation. Yeah, I, I meant to, in my comments about not using the rear yard, that uh, I should have said, yeah, that that, that is okay. what your code wants to see and, and, and requires, and this would be facing the side. Um, we'll say that um, in the past, uh, solar panel arrays on the side with this level of visibility this level of visibility um, have not been approved um, that being said we'll open it up to discussion let um, anybody else on the Commission comment uh, or, or any any questions um, can, Mr. Can Chairman, I, my first question is on the back side do you have a picture of the back side of this house back Slope, back roof. And you have to look at, they have a roof plan. That's yeah, but it doesn't have. really show it. Yeah. So the question is, how much square footage is on the back? Yeah, the back, um, it, it, it's, the problem with the back is it's, it's got a, a long diagonal area that is completely unusable. Can't fit any rectangles into that area. And there's also a plumbing stack. They tend to put plumbing stacks in the backyard too. Um, so I, I did a layout for that, and I can only get, um, like I said, less than 40% of their, uh, their usage covered. The Lees just bought their second electric vehicle. Um, being environmentally conscious is very important to them. Um, this this uh, would help them in, in that mission, and um, especially you know, take, taking uh, gas cars off the road and powering them with 100% clean energy is a really good thing for our environment. Um, is it okay if I make some comments? I'm June Lee, J-U-N-L-I, uh, from Certainly. 10214 Woodlands Drive. Uh, I know my husband's last name is spelled L-E-E, though. Um, so a couple of reasons why we think solar energy is important, um, at least from an individual perspective, yes, we do have two electric vehicles. Uh, our goal is to reduce our own carbon dioxide production uh, by, by the use of uh, electric vehicles. Um, we understand that there is a cost associated with placing um, solar panels, obviously. Uh, we believe that with the energy that we save, we probably will break even in about 10 to 12 years. Uh, living in this household. From a city perspective, uh, we believe it will actually ultimately increase the value of our home. Um, and the reason is that energy levels, uh, energy costs continue to rise year after year. And ultimately, eventually, we'll probably all move towards more um, uh, uh, safe uh, energy uh, uh, possibilities for the environment. So this ultimately may increase the property tax uh, within Brexville as well. And lastly, just from a global perspective, um, having this solar panel actually in our house uh, saves about 10.4 tons of carbon dioxide uh, in the atmosphere per year, hence equal to planting 478 trees per year in the world. So we believe in this technology, and that's why we are invested in it. And, and I really appreciate that, that answer and about the solar and everything and you know that you're that conscientious about that um the big question is uh, with the back that back facing where where we usually allow the solar to be installed whether you have a layout of that and to show us that it can't be done on the back 
would help us immensely. So this has um, 29 panels. There was 11 that I could fit in here. And, and then this is west facing with a steep roof. So when the sun comes up in the morning, it's totally shaded uh, until you know, it gets up to around you know, close to noon and then that part of the house starts getting it. So not only can you not fit enough panels there, uh, even you would have to install way more panels on this surface to equal what you can get on the south face. Could you do a combination of it to the panels on that back elevation to reduce the number that you would need on the side elevation? Would there be any benefit to having just less panels than just what, what's here? Possibly the visual impact. I mean, it, it might matter to the neighbors if we get to that point. Um, just asking the question. I know we've asked that of other applicants. And just to clarify that if this goes forward, it goes to a public hearing where the neighbors can, can come forward. Sure. Uh, we've actually communicated with our neighbors directly facing the solar panels. Both households are actually physician households. Um, so we are actually uh, aligned in terms of the desire uh, for environmental friendliness. Um, we've actually also uh, held a hearing within our HOA and uh, actually all of the neighbors in our HOA present at the meeting agreed uh, with proceeding. With respect to the HOA, there's some documentation that shows there's been contact to the HOA, but it doesn't look like there was written response from the HOA. Okay, uh, we can certainly ask them to. Mr. Chair, there was a written approval um, with the submission included um, from the HOA. And uh, Mr. Bender, uh, who's here for another item, can speak to that. It's Chris Bender, 7956, Oriana Street, Rexville. Uh, as one of the current trustees of the HOA, along with the fellow trustees, we discussed this idea. I spoke to several neighbors. We did bring the issue up. We had a homeowners meeting via Zoom, and the issue was brought up, and we received comments both pro and against. And um, I was asked to provide written approval or denial uh, on behalf of the trustees. And um, I realized in reviewing, I knew this on the agenda tonight, I looked back at the approval that I sent to uh, both the applicant and to Monica, and I may have improperly worded that because the way it is, I initially worried it, it said that uh, it was approved, uh, not in the front yard, not in the yard, but on the south side, if approved by the city, without any variances or deviations. Um, so in effect, I really didn't give a 100% approval. I did have conditions, that is that the city approve it. So. Um, 
we have a concern uh, as a developer there. This is the first applicant we've had uh, for such an item in, um, in the woodlands. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I've developed over 4,000 lots in the southern suburbs across Route 82. Believe it or not, this is the first request I've had. So uh, it's something I think we have to consider going forward. But I am very concerned about, as the residents have spoke to me, some are very concerned about the visual impact uh, as they drive down Woodlands Drive. We certainly don't want to stand in the way of progress. And um, we're all for saving energy and energy cost and everything that goes with it. But we have to consider the other, the other residents there. And, and you know, um, this is not a... This, the, the, the home is not uh, tucked away at the end of the cul-de-sac, but the Woodlands is the main entranceway. So it does, there are a lot of people that will see it. So uh, if the city, through its process and its codes, approves it, uh, we'll approve it. But we will take a hard line in, against uh, freestanding. Uh, we have seen out in Medina County, there's an issue out there because people are putting freestanding uh, solar panels in their yard. Uh, we're, we will not approve that. And we will not approve anything, certainly, on the front of the house. Thank you. Can you clarify the statement that it would be approved if there was no deviation from the city? Yeah, I don't know, Monica, if I do you have that email I sent you. I'm not sure how I worded it, but uh, yeah, and I, I guess in hindsight, I should have said uh, it's not approved. Okay, I probably laying okay. it back on the city may have caused a little confusion. So it's, okay. it's not a, uh, it was a, it was a conditional approval, I guess, is the way I would term it. Because this, it does require a deviation. That's why the yes. language so, is relevant. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think myself and the fellow trustees would be willing to remove that condition if this works its way through the city. Uh, city's had, I think, more time to think about it. They've had more people investigated uh, when the ordinance was passed. Uh, and I don't, myself and the other trustees, this is a relatively new thing, so we're looking for guidance ourselves on this. Chris, were there, you said there were people for and people against? Yes. Okay. It was, it, all the comments were based on the visual, and um, I believe the, uh, the, the neighbors uh, to your home, immediately to the Jason, they were positive. They did not, I believe they were to the south. They didn't have a problem, and technically they're the most affected, I guess, because their driveway uh, and, and that property abuts, and that's where they, they'll be. So, um, as I said, we're kind of looking for some guidance on this, and I hate to dump this off on the city, but uh, you've got a little experience because you've had applicants before. This is my first applicant, so. Chris, um, do you have the official voting from the uh, neighbors? The, this is not an issue that we vote on. This falls under architectural approval, which is in your covenants restrictions. Mm -hmm. And it's subject to approval of the trustees. Actually, it's not. Um, our state legislature uh, uh, passed a bill last year that forbids any homeowners association from um, denying solar access, solar access. So really, it just falls down to the city. It's it's not legal for any homeowners association in the state of Ohio to interfere with solar because there's so much going on and there's so many people that have been concerned about homeowners associations imposing these kind of rules without, uh, you know, 
it, it's valid to have it be a community input thing. I mean, with neighbors, just like in your code, but it's no longer valid for a homeowners association to, to stop solar. Excuse me. I, I could give you the house bill number. That's fine. It, for us, it's um, taken <coughs> as a, say, a word of advisement. So it, it's. Sure. Sure. If I may, I, I asked the uh, legal counsel to look into that bill for me, and uh, they advised me that the actual wording is not that they may not regulate it. It says they may not reasonably, I'm sorry, unreasonably not or consider it. They must reasonably approach it, not arbitrarily decide against it. So it's a, it's a judgment call, and I, and I honestly have a little faith in our state legislature that the reason for that is is every situation is different okay so that's why I think they put the language in there that said will not unreasonably limit it so that's and as I said I acted I think positively uh, but it is not just carte blanche that the uh, associations have no 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 dog in the fight they do have a dog in the fight they just can't be arbitrary I can't approve it for you uh, but not for mr. Saki go ahead thank you mr. Bender thank you thank you both you um, and this is obviously the debate we have going on you know you know that the bills are being passed and, and we have our city ordinance um, if if as I look at this you can just see this is going to open a lot of Pandora's box President. and so as I look at that and unless we review our, our code then you know we are where we are um. Our code was reviewed a couple of years ago. We did evaluate this, reevaluate it. We made some uh, changes to the ordinance at that time. Um, the side is still required as a, as, as a deviation to be approved by planning commission. And while not stating anything at the moment regarding this one, I don't think we've approved anything in the past on a side with this level of visibility. Um, so that's just stating of where we are to date that brings us to this one for the discussion um, and uh, th this is to go as a recommendation to a public hearing in the past it's been our position that if we think it's we would send something to public hearing if we think we might reasonably approve it if, if we're not in favor of it, there's not much reason to send it to, to a public hearing. Um, so, so that being said, uh, members of the commission have weighed in in the past. If, if there's reason to send it or not send it to public hearing. Can I add a little bit more on the um, economic driver for this for for the lease um, um, to clarify economics are not something that we can consider in our zoning interpretations because it it's 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 um it's just not a factor we can yeah that we it, can it's consider not a per code well it's just, not a factor it, it speaks in our to it speaks to the importance of it of it for the for the for understood your, for the resident so so the the, the utility uh, per kilowatt hour charges that everybody has right now are, are going to vastly change in, in a few months. Uh, right now, their, their bill is based on five and a half cents uh, per kilowatt hour. Um, 
that's the the standard first energy uh, rate the the auctions that they've held recently and there's one more to occur in March were at 9.7 and 12.2 cents and then this third auction will, will will peg the rates for the next two years or so so they're they're gonna double more than double um, so everyone that does not have solar is going to instantly be paying probably twice what they're paying now for their electricity in a very short time. So this is going to be more important to people as it has been over the last couple of years. And, that, and it's one of the drivers for um, you know, why solar is so popular right now. Um, Have you considered reconstructing your roof to get more surface area on the rear? Pardon me? Have you considered reconstructing the roof to gain more surface area on the rear? You, we've identified there's not enough surface area on the back of the house. Like taking the roof off the house, putting a new... Reconstructing it. I mean, that would probably cost... That, that would... I don't know how many tens of thousands of dollars that would cost, but I, I, w I, would, I would think that that would erase quite a bit of the economic I benefit. imagine that would have to go through the They'd HLA. have to move, and they would probably have to move out of the house to do that. I would probably have to move to a different city. Um, let's see. What's the straw vote here? Yeah, I guess that I was looking for the language. We're looking to send this to a public hearing. Um, if we make our Later on, is anybody in favor of sending it to a public hearing? No. no. I am not. Um, so is, is anybody in favor at the moment, to be fair, and ask it both ways? Okay. So that's not an official vote. That's just giving you an indication of where commission stands. Um, our normal procedure would be if there is support, we would send it for a uh, public hearing in which you'd come back for the public hearing and then we would have our vote after that. Um, what I'm hearing from the commission is that there is not support that even if you were to go through the public hearing that um, it's probably not going to be approved. So the, the um, the uh, there's there is not support to proceed with the public hearing so we we can make the motion but it's sounds like it's going to fail um, so you you you're you're entitled to that motion or you can withdraw so I would like to make that motion excuse me I would like, would like to someone make to make the motion, the motion. To public hearing certainly we have to move with the times I mean, we all know global warming is here. Today is 65 degrees outside. Tomorrow is 20 degrees outside. So it's a reality we all have to deal with. Understood. We also have a uh, reality of our zoning ordinances as they exist today. Um, Maybe it's time to change that and be dynamic. Understood, but that can't happen today. It so was looked you, at, ma'am, very closely recently. And um, so you make a fair point, but we can only act on what we have today. So a variation could help nudge in that right, right direction, right? Not today. So I understand what you're saying, and I'm not disputing it. I'm saying that our only option today is to act within the ordinances that we have. So as, as stated, we, we, you can withdraw or we can 
make motion. It's, it's your choice. Um, she wants. She asked for the. She asked for she it. Asked to so get a second. Call. Call a question. Did the two people in the? So make the motion. In, in theory, if you, if you make a motion, that typically implies you're going to vote for it. But she's asking for the motion. I don't know. It's just second, and then we vote on it. Well, she's she's asking for the motion. Right. She's she's asking us to vote on it. She has to procedurally. Yeah, she wants us to vote on it. Right, but I'm not going to move for approval. She's asking for a vote. Well, that's. Uh, it's a procedural it's a, yeah, question. It's a part, yeah. <laughs> Director Barkowitz, our, our concern is so if someone, typically if someone makes a motion and a second, they intend to vote in support of the motion. Can, do you, uh, and if you don't know the answer, that's okay because we don't know it. Can, can we make a motion and then that same person making the motion vote no? Or are we well, better off yeah. just... Nobody's going to second it. Who's so second you, it? Could, you could... Say, yeah. You can make a motion to reject it and then take a vote. You also have the option to um, table it and, you know, and it would be up to the applicant whether or not they want to bring forth uh, revised plans that would, um, you know, put some panels on the rear roof to get some type of solar, ener solar energy. What the councilman was... But they don't seem receptive to that, but I think even that if would it's, be a yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how the applicant feels, but you know, forty percent is better than zero percent. Yeah. If I were to advise you, ma'am, you're better off tabling this. And and speaking just as a commission member, one of my issues with moving this forward is, you know, uh, so say you're able to get a turnout. There are a majority there are people for there are people against but there's a you get a majority of your neighbors who want it uh, but there are dissents which I, it sounds like there would be if we then approve rec or recommend approval based on that we're just kicking the ball down uh, the court to council and I, that's not fair we have to do a job here and it's it's to apply the code as written so essentially we don't want to, I appreciate you've come here. I appreciate the argument that you've made. I don't want to use up more of your time than necessary to go through the, the hearings to come back for something that it sounds like there isn't support for. Um, why, don't I think then we, why don't we table it? Okay. Are you comfortable with us just tabling it or? If we table what, it, that allows what, you What's tabling again? Or? Table it means you can come back, come back with the revised. If you wanted to reevaluate it and come back with an alternate application. Okay. Or an alternate table approach. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks. You might be able Thank to work you. something out. Okay. okay. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. But you still need a motion to table it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I move to table the application for the solar panel system installation at 10214 Woodlands Drive, Brexville, Ohio, 44141, as described in the application dated January 13, 2023, and attached plans by Avison Renewable Energy, LLC. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shria? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Okay, that brings us to Wood. Could we clarify for their 
Ma'am, ma'am, for clarification, and Director Barkowitz, correct me if I'm wrong. He's he's referring to he thinks it's like still a 25 percent um, maximum. I, I heard you. I don't think that's in the code anymore. Maybe call a director outside the meeting so you get that clarified. If you don't have to answer them right now, but I don't know if you've heard his yeah, comment about. Yeah, there's there's a 25 percent surface area. Let's touch base tomorrow. Limit. Yeah. Or, or the yeah, just or, so you don't waste your time redesigning. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I thought, we I thought we removed that. Okay. Next up, Woodlands of Snowville revised preliminary approval for phase two and three on Snowville Road and Dewey Road. Chris Bender representing Snowville Joint Venture, address 7956 Oriana Street, Rexville. You walk us through yeah we're here tonight to, uh, to ask for a um, revision to our preliminary plan which was approved I believe uh, in June this past year in uh, that plan uh, contained 39 sublots um, through discussions over the last few months with the Army Corps of Engineers and going back and forth um, with their desires so that we can Get our wetlands permit and get this thing really started uh, we conceded and there is a lot that uh, was discussed somewhat at our preliminary meeting at the very north end of the north street uh, the lot had a significant amount of wetlands that we had projected to fill in order to build the house and in our negotiations we conceded that we would remove that lot uh, as a buildable lot and that we would extend the conservation easement onto that lot so that the wetlands would be hopefully maintained in perpetuity. Uh, the Corps has uh, accepted that and they have uh, pretty much accepted the plan at this point in time. We are in the final stages of satisfying them with mitigation for the streams. We have secured uh, res reserved credits for the wetlands based on our reduced plan and now we're in the process of um, obtaining credits for the stream on the site. Uh, it's required that the stream credits be within the Cahaga Basin. There are no credits available for purchase in the Cahaga Basin. So what they have tentatively agreed to is there is a uh, Western Reserve Land Conservancy has land in Summit County that has a stream going through it that is a tributary of the Cahaga River. It has a severe erosion problems and we are investigating uh, providing the funding for correcting the erosion in that stream and then the Corps is going to accept that as our mitigation so that's where we are in the permit but they basically have accepted our layout the layout that you approved uh, in I believe it was June possibly it was May of this past year uh, that's the layout they have we've made one we've eliminated a lot at the north end of the cul-de-sac and uh, working with Mr. Weiss we push the lots on the east side of that street a little bit to the north to provide better grading and access to the retention basin there was a question of whether we weren't pinching that corner a little bit too tight so that was probably a 10-foot adjustment other than that all the streets remain the same length all the other lots remain the same we've just uh, decreased the lot count and increased uh, the conservation area thank you 
Uh, Mr. Wise, you have some comments regarding preliminary approval. As it relates to preliminary pr plan approval, again, it's just one less lot of what you approved before and some minor readjustments. We have no comments, no objection. Okay. Um, several of us have seen this before, th this predated. Do you have any questions regarding this is what, what's being this. changed? On your point number three, Mr. Chairman, if I may, this, this is just a curiosity. Um, the, the perpendicular to the radial of the street between lots six and 26. Six and 26. Six, 26 and 27. 26 and 27, I get that. That must be incremental. I'm going to ask Travis Crane to come up here. He's my site engineer, and I. I'm sorry, which lots? Not sure which numbers we're looking at. It says six, and, six, six and, and 26 in specific. And 26 and 27, so between those two. The only comment is it appears that if it were perpendicular to the radial, it wouldn't encumber either lot. It would still be of adequate size. I mean, is that something that's typically not done? Uh, Travis Crane, uh, Davy Resource Group, 1310 Sharon Copley Road, Sharon Center, Ohio. That's Crane, C-R-A-N-E. That, uh, uh, that was a point we discussed uh, at our prior um, preliminary plan approval. So if you, it would, from a planning standpoint and property ownership standpoint, we try to keep those lots parallel to each other versus radial. So sublot 26 um, is the southern property line is on a curve. Mm -hmm. But the decision was made to keep that southern property line parallel to the northern property line. Just from a perspective standpoint, people it, tend to understand when lot lines are parallel versus if we put a little... If and it I comes apologize right to the for right not way. being present when it was previously discussed. Thank you. Mr. Chair, I just want to note that um, that is a variance as well as there were three other variances that were approved by the BZA already. And, and those approvals don't change with this uh, revision. Thank you. Got it. Um, Mr. Chairman, I think they putting the conservation easement at the back on top there took care of one of the worst areas, you know, I, I appreciate that being done because that needed to be done. That was a, a real tough area back there. So, Mr. Bender, I'm very glad that that one, that one went away. We knew that that was kind of in play. But thankfully, with the, the city's approval, I think the Corps saw that we were giving something up. So they acquiesced at that point. Appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, any, any other comments or questions regarding the revisions? for preliminary approval. Um, do I have to read this entire thing again for the revisions? I don't think it's necessary to, to read the BZA approvals because it was read at the previous um, yeah. meeting and they are already approved. <coughs>
Okay, so I move for recommendation to City Council for the revised preliminary approval of phases two and three of a major subdivision of 36 internal parcels and two outlot parcels on 59.4 acres of land on the south side of Snowville Road and west of Dewey Road in the city of Brecksville, known as the Woodlands of Snowville, and establishment of front yard setbacks of 60 foot on all lots except sublot 13 of 147 feet, sublot 14 of 115 feet, sublot 15 of 125 feet, and sublot 37 of 120 feet, as described in the application dated November 22, 2021, and preliminary development plan pages one through seven by Davy Resource Group, dated February 6, 2023, contingent upon the law director approving recorded deeds, covenants, and restrictions and approval of the city engineer and city council and with the following variances as approved by the board of zoning on July 11, 2022 as listed. Second, Mr. Chairman. I will include the variances in the minutes. Correct. Yeah. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Thank you. So next up, same Woodlands of Snowville final approval, phases two and three. Uh, Mr. Weiss, um, you have some comments. I do. Um, at this point, I mean, I'm more than willing to have him give his presentation and definitely would like to have any feedback from the Planning Commission but we're not in a position that we would recommend for approval. There's still se several documents missing. There's probably some changes we're gonna have to make due to new uh, specifications from the county. Um, there's some wa issues with the clean water that have to be worked out due to pressure issues in that neighborhood. So tonight for final, uh, even after the, we, we would never be in support of it tonight, however, there is one issue that does have to occur, and it, it is something that we could approve, would be just the tree felling. Again, this would not be uh, clearing of the stumps. It would just be cutting down the trees prior to the uh, bat, uh, the bat clearing date. Um, so I have no objection with that part, and then we would continue to work with the applicant, and when we get the plans closer to uh, something that, is, um, that we can move forward with, we'd be happy to have them come back at that time. But again, if the commission has comments that on the final plans that they want to express, we would love to hear that because obviously we would like that address as part of our comments also. Okay. Mr. Bender, are you aware of the, or has there been discussion so that you're aware of the additional items that need to be submitted? Yes, we, we've been in contact with Mr. Weiss and we discussed this and I was well aware of what his comments might be this evening. Um, the, uh, there are some things from our own engineering that we need some corrections i think the biggest one probably is resolving making sure that the cleveland water department is totally on board with us because okay. there was uh we had to get them back out two years ago with the help of mr weiss and they corrected an issue on snowville road and we really don't want to do anything with the new development that might uh change that situation so um we have been in consultation and and 
All of the requests are very reasonable and expected that Mr. Weiss has. Yes. Yeah, okay, is the tree felling something that you need to get moving on? Yeah, the, the rule Weiss? is, since we've applied for a federal, clear, a federal wetlands permit, the rule is we have to agree not to clear any mass clearing of sites for development purposes after April 1st. Uh, because that is bat mating season and nesting season. The next okay. time that you can do mass clearing is in October. So obviously, it's a little bit out of sync with uh, construction schedules in northern Ohio. And everybody faces this. I know the city has had this issue from time to time. It, it, it's, a, it's a federal thing, and there's no wiggle room on it. And the way to keep, your, keep yourself somewhere on some sort of a path is if you can drop the trees because bats will not nest in fallen trees. They will only nest in trees that are standing upright. Uh, then the Corps has no trouble with that if you, if you, if you drop them on the ground. So that's what, that's what we're asking to do. Okay, does anybody on the commission have any objection to allowing him to proceed with tree felling on the uh, understanding that he would come back with the necessary documentation for final approval, which we, we don't have the information to grant this evening? So, Mr. I, would, I think there's a couple things we need to put in on the tree felling. Yes, thank, sure. Thank you, Councilman. Absolutely. So, and, and my apologies for the, the sidebar, Mr. Chairman, but what we were discussing was there is a requirement that we have a tree savings plant. <clears throat> so what I was asking uh, the engineer and the councilman was how we maybe achieved something in the past to try to work with an applicant. And, and uh, my understanding is if you're willing to basically develop a tree saving plan as part of your felling tree felling plan working with the arborist and the city engineer yes and they approve that plan because that's what we would be looking right. for in the long run anyway we can proceed without having that plan before us at this time if that kind of makes sense is that clear to you yes uh a matter of fact on this site it it uh it makes perfect sense because we have such a large amount of open space uh, that we are deed restricting and those areas you know will automatically will go into the save column so we have a high percentage of the trees right off the bat that will be maintained and not affected by this clearing or any future clearing so yes so mr weiss do we need to move on this or is that something that he can I, get the tree felling permit I, I don't even I don't even think that the planning commission needs to have any since you approved the reapproved the preliminary plan it is now something that can be issued a permit through a building so we would like to make sure it's in the minutes so if you read off what they need to do for the minutes so for for the minutes Nancy uh, mr. Bender will essentially develop a tree saving plan in conjunction with his tree felling plan by having his engineers walk the site with the city engineer and the arborist and develop a plan that is approved by them before starting his filling operations this if i might i might might i use <clears throat> davy engineering that's owned by the tree people so i will ask them to cooperate and get that done in next right. But that needs to be approved manner. by Mr. Wise before right. any felling continues. Okay. I did have one just question for Mr. Bender. Looking through the improvement plan so far, 
it seemed to me that the retention ponds in this instance are particularly deep throughout the the plan. I mean, some of them, uh, and these are retention, correct? They're not detention plans. I'm not criticizing. I'm just asking. And so, are are we at a point now because of weather patterns, the 500-year storms that we get every year, that we're making these ponds deeper than you would otherwise? Are you over? Compensating, or is this just how this worked out? Travis Crane, 1310 Sharon Copley Road, Sharon Center, Ohio, uh, with Davy Resource Group. Mr. Shree, I think it's just um, that's just the design of this, this particular project. Okay, I'm, so Mr. Brenner, I'm not asking you to spend more money, but in some instances where we've had concerns about small children, um, we've had asked that fences be put up. Um, I'm particularly concerned about. I think it's sublot 37 at the top, the pond that's right in that backyard of that home. And unfortunately, we have had tragedies in, in communities like ours with kids I, wandering I into the. I'm aware of that, yes. Um, you don't have to answer it right now. I would just ask you to think about. We'll take a look at that. The other thing is, uh, these are designed with a three to one slope. It's I the understand slope that. that's the most critical. It's a three to one slope, and there also is, I, I think, um, the city requires or the city engineer requires a safety bench that's typically, you know, a, a foot or less below the water surface that would extend out five to ten feet into the water before it dropped off now, on the three I'm, to one I'm again. I'm aware of that, I've, and I've read the grades on the plan. I see that there still can be attractive nuisances for, for children. Water is... We will we'll take a look at that, and that's our northernmost pond, I think, that's really yeah, Just think about it, if you would. Well, I'm going back a few years. I'm aware of You know the things I'm talking about. You've been here a long time. So are you all set? I'm all set. Thank you very much for your time this evening, and I uh, appreciate you both taking your time off to be here. Thank you. Okay, next up, Cuyahoga County Public Library drive-up window at 9089 Brexville Road. If you are here for this, please come up to the podium, state your name, address, or name and spelling for the record. Good evening, my name is Jeff Mori, M-O-R-I. I'm with Cuyahoga County Public Library, 2111 Snow Road, Parma. Uh, we're here tonight to uh, discuss the installation of a drive-up window at the Brexfield branch. Uh, we came a few months ago and presented a design, a design that used the existing building where we um, did not intend on adding any additional footprint. And we uh, worked in a, a plan that uh, uh, just utilized as much of the space as we had there. Uh, we presented that plan, we received good feedback, we received uh, comments, concerns, and uh, from that, we took and uh, uh, created a, a new plan. We were able to garner some additional funding for this that allowed us to expand the building footprint to address uh, many of the concerns, if not all the concerns that you brought up. So if you remember that conversation, there, were, uh, there was quite a bit of conversation and concern on the, the turning radius of, of the drive-up lane and how... Uh, how tight that was and the ability for vehicles to access the book drop that was one 
Uh, there was a concern on the uh, structural column of, of the canopy and its proximity to the drive-up lane. Uh, even with bollards in place, there were concerns of uh, vehicle impact. That was an issue. Um, there was also some concern on the symmetry of the, of the facade and the windows as we uh, were going to utilize a few of those uh, openings for, for a transaction window and the book drop. So uh, again, we were able to garner additional funds. Uh, I believe we've come up with a great design that, that addresses all those concerns. And I'm going to hand off the presentation to Matt Ross to, to walk through uh, the design. Thank you. Um, Matt Ross. M-A-T-T-R-O-S-S. Um, just to kind of piggyback on, on Jeff's presentation, um, we added uh, roughly 370 square feet um, to accommodate the, the, the uh, drive-up window. We based it on the truck turn, um, which we also added, which was a, a concern to make sure that the vehicles could make that turn um, appropriately. Um, and then move the windows, uh, the drive-up windows accordingly. Um, and we also added uh, new windows as well, um, as opposed to taking away windows. And it, it's, it's pretty pretty straightforward. And that's basically, basically okay. it. Thank you for taking into account the suggestions from the commission. Um, Mr. Weiss? Engineering comments? Uh, yes, thank you. Um, again, I mean, this is obviously somewhat unusual, but um, I understand what you're trying to do, and I just want to make sure that we have a couple of things protected. So you're making essentially a right turn. Typically, all drive-throughs are to the left. So that is, the, that is like a difficult turn movement to make. So I guess my first question is, I mean, you have a few bollards placed, but what are you going to do to protect that wall on that initial turn coming around the corner? So we initially had bollards there, um, and we were told in my notes, I kind of went through everything, that the bollards wouldn't make any impact, and they were unsightly. So we just went back to the minimal amount that they typically put on, plus adding the one to the corner. But we'd happily put those back in. I think the, the, the concern was that the bollards were right up against the, the building. That, that was the actual concern of the bollards, is that there was not a space for them to give if you actually do hit them, you were right into the building. Yeah. But they would be in roughly the same area. We, we brought the diameter down. I guess, again, the, my, my, just my general question is, I don't want this to look like the uh, the the guard wall, uh, the uh, Jersey Bears coming around like Deadman, where you ha uh, Deadman's Curve, where you have all the uh, skid marks on the wall. Right. So what are you doing? <coughs> this is, and you could say it's not going to happen, but sure. no, I, what I what's going to prevent a car from driving into the building? So so we have many drive-through branches in our in our uh, 27 branches. Not all of them, but many of them do. And our building design has us, uh, our building standards have a 12-inch curb um, keeping the vehicle from the building. And we have had pretty good success in that. Uh, do we have vehicle impacts on the buildings? Yes. No matter what we do, at some point we will have that. Okay. So then 
your intent is it's not just uh, going to be a standard six inch curb in the plans you are going to put more of a barrier curb which is going to be uh, a, a 12 inch we can put whatever we need to to get approval I mean certainly raise that up I mean I think there's only I think there's two options one is to raise the curb like yeah. we're talking about yeah. whether it's 12 or something the other one would be to pull a new addition out slightly and move everything out because your biggest concern is at the turn not necessarily exactly. when you straighten the car I mean typically when we do any kind of drive-through we before you enter into parallel of the building the cars are typically straightened out uh, any kind of motion the cars are straightened back out and then they're running along the building you're trying to make that motion on the building and um, I've seen some stuff happen in the city that I couldn't possibly explain and um, cars pushed over retaining walls uh, columns hit and so it's going to happen yeah, we agree it will happen at some point we've had uh, this this design is is one of our um, better designs <coughs> because we're we have more room to work um, our, our new Bay Village branch that has a little tighter turn and we've had very good success there uh, our Parma snow branch is probably one of our tightest favorites, um, and we have not had very many incidents <coughs> At those branches if you're gladly take some pictures of those or if you want to see those in person so again I, I guess uh, what mr. Pato suggested is actually like two very valid um, you could put a barrier curb which obviously then would increase it to a 12 inch curb which would damage the car before it hit your building or if you were willing to uh, put the addition have it push it to the uh, uh, south direction by a few feet which would allow you to square up and always keep your curb a few feet off the building that's another option that's very both are valid options one of them yeah, I guess I don't know architecturally how it works in terms of all the massing and so forth but just uh, brick matching brick and everything if you pull that out a little bit you wouldn't be so concerned about matching the brick as if it was on the same plane Meaning pull the oh I mean pull pull the addition out. The addition right. just pull oh, it out towards the right, drive through right. so Not, and you have to move the road slightly <laughs> but when you make the turn you're away from the building so neither the car or the building gets damaged and then when you're straight you're going towards the book drop right. and you could have a bollard there if you wanted to protect your your addition. Right that would allow you to put the bollard not up against the building but in front of the addition. Sure right. So that that just does kind of go against what the uh, recommendation was the last time of having symmetry all the way across there and, and an even facade. We're open to, to whatever allows us to get uh, the drive-through. I, I think, you know, no matter what we do with this, it's going to look different because yeah. it's a book drop. And, you know, normally if you're building something on, the first thing I tell you is match the windows, the double hung or whatever they are, single hung. Well, you obviously, I don't think you want that necessarily at the book drop because you're showing a clear panel of glass, storefront sash. So it's going to look different. But. but as Mr. Chairman said, we really appreciate what you've done on this one to try and use what was conveyed to you last time. It really is much of a really good improvement. Okay, so then the rattle through some of my other comments. Again, you're going across the sidewalk. Um, Curb ramps, what is your intent there? I mean, I'd pull it out, but... I'm not... Um, David Myers from Thorson Baker Engineers, 3030 West Streetsboro Drive, Richfield, Ohio. 
um, at the location on the south side where the drive is coming through, I believe it's all flush right there. So I don't, I don't think there was curb ramps needed. Now on the north, on north or northeast side uh, where the addition is, there was some grade difference there. We made some changes to the grade and had to add a curb ramp. Okay. On that side. So you're just going to, whatever your new, you're just going to carry your concrete flush across? Okay. The intent's to make it flush, yeah. The walk would be still basically across the, the concrete joints would match the sidewalk joints. Okay. And then what is the, I was having difficulty with the, the intent of the curb or lack of curb, I guess, where the building addition ends from there to, I guess, just going dead uh, east. I, you're not carrying the curb. What is what is the area behind the building? You show a ramp coming down from and a curb on the far east side, but just the extension of your, I guess your drive lane. What is? Yeah, so th that's the area I was talking about. That the finished floor is about 18 inches higher than the existing grade back there. So to make it ADA compliant, we had to raise some of the grade and add some curbs and then add a curb ramp and so forth to make it work. So the, but your curb ends, I guess I'm, I'm still, I'm having difficulty I'm sorry, understanding your plan. Your curb ends at the end of the yeah, building, the proposed the addition? Yeah. No, I think the intent is for the curb to extend past the addition. I don't see it on this here, but I think it extends past the. Do you have the plans? C300? 300. 300. Yes, yeah, C300. There's a section of curb that runs north and south. Is that the There's section? a section of curb. Yeah, but what happens? Okay, b between that section of curb and the end of the building, does the curb extend all the way to there? No. So. Would you like it to? I, I'm trying to understand the intent of that area behind the building. Then, so the car, you you want vehicles to be able to pull up there? Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, we could put we a could curb there. Yeah. Okay, so curb across, okay. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah, here, yeah. Okay, um, the trash corral, I mean, obviously your intent is off, out, then the planning commission might have comments about the trash corral, but your intent is it's only picked up uh, after hours yeah. because it's obviously right in a, you can't access it without going through parking stalls. just repeated it. <laughs> it's usually early morning. Early morning. Um, okay, talked about that one. The um, oh, are you gonna um, what's the intent for uh, landscaping? Is there a landscaping plan that's gonna accompany this? What will we? We didn't address landscaping. Um, we weren't taking anything out. We we can certainly add if that's oh. something you desire. We would be removing two large trees there, yeah. and our intent would be to uh, replace whatever we uh, remove. Obviously, we look at either um, trunk circumference, and we put that back in multiple, multiple trees. We can't put that back for uh, two trees. And we would submit that uh, as part of, of a final design. Okay. That's all I had. Thank you. Okay. Any other comments from the commission? It would be nice to have 
some bushes around the new trash enclosure. On the um, north and east? Yes. Because that is going to be visible from the, from the street drive. From the lake. Any objections? Okay. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts regarding the discussion that was had earlier of taking the addition from that south wall and pulling it down a little bit to pull the drive off of the existing building? Does that? Oh, you mean pulling it out the face of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's. And I think generally you can keep what you have there. You're just pulling that wall down a little bit. How many feet are you? I mean, just roughly. I mean, I could determine. Probably the two end. to three feet. That's okay, up to I you. But sure I, a couple of feet might be. Right. Uh, yeah. The whole idea is just to protect that swing of the of the auto. And then from where that comes out, going back, we would have the concrete uh, curb in front of the building. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. So you'd have the, sure. the curb would be a couple of feet right. off of the building. That's. I think that's better than creating such a high curb that it becomes almost a Jersey barrier kind of thing. I mean, that's not very attractive. We yeah. prefer the lower curb just to, if somebody's going to hit it, yeah. uh, if it's a larger curb, it's probably going to get well, you damage, and then they're going to be sending you a claim, and it's just ugly for you. So, Agreed. And then would you add landscaping in that area as the councilman? Yeah. It kind of gives yeah. you that. A couple feet yeah, you, I would, you, that, that would be up to you guys. That's just going to be low stuff. But it does, by pulling it off two feet, allows you to put the barrier or the, the bollard where, you know, you're, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. Are you suggesting you would like to see bollards? No, no, he, oh, no he's just, a, it would be at the front of the... Uh, if you wanted to protect your building, yeah, just yeah, at yeah. that so corner. Just, so it, it, would have, it would have the distance away, it would do exactly what it's supposed to, and you don't have to have a whole strew of them. If you think it's necessary. I don't know how many people, how many times people run in the buildings nowadays. Not many, but we do have them. It'll happen, I guess. Um, do you have any other questions regarding the suggestions? I do not. I just wanted to let you know that of our 27 branches throughout Cuyahoga County, uh, Brexville is in the top five in terms of uh, circulating physical material, so that's books. Uh, CDs, DVDs, magazines, um, bookables, toys, and we expect the addition of this drive-through to possibly increase that into the top nice. one or two. So we're very excited. That's wonderful. That's good. That's very nice. So I, again, I, I thank you for taking the comments into account. I think the stuff we discussed here is just some small adjustments here and there. Um, I know you're in for preliminary and final approval this evening. If you come back with those items, then that. Thank you. All right, thank you, guys. Um, That's all the time we have now. Yeah, I make a motion. I move to table. The preliminary and final approval for modification to the existing parking lot, relocation of the refuse enclosure, and construction of a building addition to accommodate a new drive-in window area with five vehicle stacking spaces at Cuyahoga County Public Library. Second, Mr. Chairman. Ms. Cardos? Yes. 
Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreer? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Spector? Yes. Thank you. Okay. Next up, the Geronimo Companies, Valerie Acres, Mixed Use, Phase 1, Miller Road, and Brexville Road. You have to be extra nice to Kevin because you were so patient waiting back there this whole time. Yeah. Hey, Thank you for that so we get everybody out. No, no. I understood from now until we're done to the, the very last phase, we should be doing that for people. You said you had a good idea. Who said that? Pulling that out. That solved that very well. Yeah, that's my idea for the year. Done <laughs> <laughs> one. will be back in 24. <laughs> it's only February. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next year. Can I go and leave? <laughs> well, that's getting set up. Do you want to cover the formalities and tell us who you are? Yes, Kevin DiGeronimo uh, with DiGeronimo Companies. Taking for... Preliminary approval. Um, wait, what are we doing? Uh, road network first? Roadway first. Yeah, okay. Preliminary approval of the um, main roadway BPDA phase one as described in the public meeting, and as we've talked before, um, the area in orange is what we're looking to set. Um, it, uh, we modified to call out that that entry. An egress off of Brexel Road from the last time we met is now a right-in, right-out only. Um, other than that change, I don't believe there is any other um, uh, tweaks from that. Go ahead, Josh. We also clarified on their uh, future buildings on that sheet as discussed at previous meetings. Correct. Uh, we tried to match the labeling per the comments of the last meeting. And um, I don't know that there's much more details unless uh, we want to just get comments from the commission. Um, Mr. Weiss, the engineering comments. All right, thank you. Um, we, I did have an opportunity to review uh, information this morning with uh, Kevin and his team. So uh, to <laughs> kick through some of these um, and again, some of it just getting it on the record. Um, Again, intersection A is now a right in, right out. Um, one thing Kevin hasn't, there will be, and Kevin can say it for the record, there will be some connector road from this subdivision to the Valor Acres residential. Yes, 100%. There will be a future connection to the north. Okay. The, I mean, the traffic report is the same traffic report that was submitted prior to. Um, uh, last meeting, I don't believe that the right in right out is going to make any substantial change to the traffic report. So I don't really see a reason that adjusting it today versus when this Brexel Road frontage comes in as adjusting it at getting one final at that time would make um, a difference because again, we, we 
we're, we're decreasing the traffic going in right next to the uh, Miller Road intersection. So I'm not seeing a big uh, significant change in, at this time and it would be getting it uh, one more time in the future when they propose this for a future development number two marked on this exhibit, uh, the Brexford Road frontage. It would make sense to have that adjusted at that time reflecting the areas I have designated in here. Um, they did submit the truck turn radiuses. They added the, uh, um, they had the WB, the WB50 in there. They added the, uh, um, and, well, it's an air, it's marked a ladder truck, but it's the aerial truck. Um, they did add that, and I did have a chance to talk with uh, Chief Zamiska on Tuesday night, and he had no objections with it. And as far as stormwater, a report has been submitted, and we are um, going through the review process with them. This area will now be, um, it's kind of flip-flopping from the original, but this, this area now will be treated in the pond up in the residential phase one. The Brexville Road frontage will be its own facility. And that's all I have. Okay, so if we, um I guess discuss these items in order. There's three of them on the agenda. This one is the main roadway configuration. Any, any questions or comments from the commission regarding the roadway configuration? Um, one thing I'll add just for record, because you've corrected some of these things with um, just adding the orange notes on them. Yes. Um, the, the plans that are here do show, and I get it because they haven't been revised yet, the median being cut. So just to clarify that there's nothing from the city of Brecksville implying in any manner that the median is being cut. So just want to have that on the record. I know you know it. Understood. Just housekeeping on our part. Sure. And when you resubmit, I, I know that you'll have that taken care of. Um, Any other questions from the commission regarding roadway configuration? I just, uh, this is back to, to stormwater management. Um, do we have everything you need for the stormwater? We are, this site? they have submitted a report and we've met, I met with uh, Kevin and his team, including his designer, and they are going to make the revisions that I have, I have discussed with them. Okay. Just so everybody knows, this you know this is just a concern to make sure the stormwater, um, because they're tying the stormwater from this facility, uh, this property, into the first one, via a 48-inch line. Yes. That will be their responsibility, not the city's. Correct. It is private. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mr. Chairman. Yes. Thank you. So I don't have a problem with the road configuration, but I just want to reiterate, I, I still have concerns about the setback and, and the density that we're addressing. And what I've been wrestling with, because this was, I think, six years ago, we, 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 the city at least cut, started this conversation and the planning commission moved things to council, was what did we you know, present to voters? What did they expect we, we certainly talked about uses um and i, I don't have a it, it would by the way be, be good to have a 
a copy of the ordinance because, you know, six and a half years ago, <laughs> I can't remember what I had for lunch some days. So the wording there would help. But I don't know that, in fairness to you and to the residents, that we discussed density, uh, the sizes of variances that would be uh, expected and, and perhaps approved. Um, and I'm concerned about that. I know things have changed. Um, I did go back, and, and from what I could find, um, our, our initial discussions, at least with the public, you know, um, <clears throat> included going out of our way to say this was not going to be like a pine crest or something like that. But I must tell you, it's increasingly looking like pine crest to me, and uh, we hear references to it. Um, Again, we don't have scale drawings. I would really like to have a scale, just a, a scaled site plan. All we know is is the the, the square footage of, of buildings we're going to put, which is, if I tallied this right, seven roughly 728,000 square foot of building space on 24.42 acres. It's, it's hard to judge density with just having that. Um, what I did find in, in checking the background of this is that mostly what we talked about was offices and restaurants. Um, the one mixed-use comparison that I could find referenced First and Main in Hudson. And I don't think this is a First and Main. Those buildings are basically two-story buildings and not of this density. So I just have that concern. <clears throat> and and by the way, going to your website. Um, you know, and I know you've looked at different. I, I saw very recently this plan is still up, which is a very different plan for this segment. And I and I checked on the website to see if everything else is current, and I believe it is. So, you know, I understand why the public may be a little confused. Um, it, it's just a concern that I have. Um, and then when we talk about, you know, the height of buildings, that's going to contribute to the that. The appearance at least of density so I'm, I'm still struggling with that I can move this uh, street forward uh, configuration with an understanding that doesn't mean that I and I'm just one Commission member I'm going to vote for the buildings that you propose with 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 a, a setback of say 30 foot on Miller um, or that I'm going to uh, agree with the density that that you provide in the, the related spacing between buildings, parking, et cetera. So, I, you know, I, I want you to succeed here, um, but but <clears throat> I, I'm almost inclined to say we need to go a little slower. And and I am concerned about the, the current economy. Uh, I think we're talking about now 75,000 square foot of retail. Um, we've seen what COVID did to office and retail, I don't want you to have a, a problem, and I don't want us to end up with whatever you can get in, in tenants in, in even five years. This is going to be here a long time. Um, so I think just my the, concern. Yeah, I think the road configuration, though, if, if we go ahead and approve the road configuration, I think that does set the setback. Yeah, it does. It doesn't set the density, no, whether it's three stories, four stories, five stories, or whatever, but it does set the setback. Yes. I mean, we it can't approve does. this and then say, well, you know, I, no, you got to go 100 feet rather than 65 I, feet. That's not that's not playing fair. Then that's why I so. would have an issue with it, and that's why I'm. Well, in I'm the not last, comfortable with the 30 foot on on Miller Road. In all honesty, I, 
and I've and I've gone up there several times and looked at it. And I, I, I just don't think it's the right thing to do. Mr. Chair, before we proceed with any further comments, um, I just wanted to read. Um, so the, the Planning Commission requested a legal opinion from Law Director Maddie, and I just I just wanted to read that into the record, and then um, hopefully as discussions progress, we can reference his his legal opinion if needed. Um, um, please, and, and as an intro to that, can you, I guess, clarify the, the question that was asked to him as, and then read the response? Sure. Let me paraphrase the request that was actually yes, submitted to him. It's, it's four pages long, so I won't. Yeah, please paraphrase. Yeah, we're going to paraphrase. Um, so let's see here. A, a request for a legal opinion regarding building heights was made during the meeting as it relates to Office Building I and all future buildings requested. And then it goes into that code section for business plan development area. It says the Planning Commission voiced concerns regarding the class two and class three criteria, that's in respect to height, as they question whether or not they could deviate from such criteria. Example, could they approve and recommend to council a class one building in the future? Um, I request a confirmation that in the Planning Commission's review and approval of all items for which BPDA conditional use approval is requested, uh, permit deviations from the code in relation to building height and other criteria listed under that BPDA section. So I will read his opinion for the record right now, and it's before all the Commission members. It says, I have reviewed your request on the Valor Acres mixed use phase one situation. Please be advised that Planning Commission has the authority to not only apply the general development criteria for this BPDA as set forth in the code, but as importantly, has the additional broad authority to also recommend deviations from such criteria as specific, specifically set forth in that code section for any and all items, parentheses, height and other criteria. Um, in sections 1 to 12 for which BPDA conditional use approval is requested in this BPDA. The bro this broad authority to recommend deviations can be asserted for each building and or phase slash segment of the BPDA when proposed. Planning Commission should also consider the standards set forth in Code Section 1191.10.C.2 and D, and may consider the attributes of the base zoning district OL office laboratory in making their recommendations. And that, that last part was in reference to, um, we, there was some discussion on the applicability of the base district as it relates to mm -hmm. their request to proceed with a BPDA under the local business conditional use that was approved. What does that mean? Yeah, thank you for seeking that on our behalf. And um, to clarify, as a non-attorney, that says that we have the right to set whatever we want building by building. Correct. Okay. okay. I took four pages. Okay. So that being said, we were uh, in, in the discussion, we're talking about roadways. Um, and to paraphrase the interpretation that was just provided, um, there is nothing, we'll say, specifically granted to the buildings that are not yet applied for. 
So regarding the roadway, do we have any reason not to proceed with the roadway configuration? I know there was a lot of concerns in the last meeting about right in and right out, and they seem to have corrected that. Uh, um, Mr. Pato, you mentioned if we approve the roadway, this does um, say set the setbacks to some degree. I, I think so. I mean, from a, I'm well, not going to speak for Kevin, but I think from a developer standpoint, it, it will. So then that, you know, and I think there's a, to me, there's a direct correlation. We've been talking about this for how many meetings in terms of setback versus building height. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all concerned about the the setback because I think we're more concerned probably with the building height specifically. I mean, because yeah, he's come in, the impact of it being five stories. Now we still may be, if he, if Kevin had come in with three stories, mm -hmm. there still may be that concern, but I think the, the crux is that the real concern is that there's this minimum setback and we're talking about five story buildings. I think that's it. So when you, so when you set the roads, does that, you know, well, I mean, in, I mean, I'm not in, fast forwarding. Theory, he but could does change that, his building plans to, to, but but I know that makes well, it perhaps not feasible. Here's not here's the thing that I think the developer has to think of in terms of if we approve this today, we're only approving the roadway and the setback in essence. But then if Kevin comes back, uh, you know, two months from now, a month from now, or whatever, with the buildings development down well, the road. We're also doing building I today, also. Okay, Correct. that's and we've talked about building I, and you know we have less concern about the height, but still concern. Yeah. But I think as we go down the road, was the you know the next development. If we say we don't want any more than three stories, is that a deal breaker? You know, as far as the developer, you know, in terms of because it could be we could be setting that fast forward we could be setting that precedent because uh, i know we've all talked about three stories versus five stories and, mm -hmm. and whatever and chit chats here and whatever agreed so, and i think in fairness to mr de geronimo we did talk in the last meeting and went around the table it's not an official vote vote but we went around the table and discussed the 30 foot and 50 foot setbacks and while there was objection there well, i'll say there was majority support mm -hmm. so i i think um we we gave him a reasonable expectation of that I, so i think backtracking on that at this point would be insincere in our efforts the the height we gave lots of concern regarding the building heights um and, and i think even stated that <coughs> Building I does not imply any building heights no. towards anything else. But if I, you know, again, moving fast forward, if we said to the developer, those buildings are going to be three stories other than building I, mm -hmm. would they then go back and say, I got to have for the, my, good question. my business plan, I got to have five stories, so I'll move it back and I'll make it work somehow in the plan? Good question. I mean, I don't know. Um, yeah. so I'm just saying so everybody's aware of it moving why forward that? what's that why would we do that why would we do what tell the developer that any of the future buildings would be three stories tall why would we say that what what reason would we try to limit it be three or four because or of the closeness and the mass to to uh, uh miller road how close it is, the mass, the wall. I mean, that's what we've all been talking about. You know, I don't think we've agreed or disagreed on it, but I know a number of our members have, 
you know, and, and frankly, express concern about that. Building, uh, is, it really looks like a four-story Well, I'm going to have some comments on that if we ever get to it tonight, but uh, I'll try to keep it under a, an hour. But. I, I agree with your comments. One of my concerns is then on the interior with this density do we get like this canyon effect that you have in a very urban uh, setting a again this uh, to me is, is different than what I an anticipated and I, I'm open to if we can go back and search the records you know if there were conceptual plans we looked at and 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 talked about but I I'm afraid this is like you know creating an island this is so different and I know we've been told it it's intended to be different, but uh, I don't think we ever really had those conversations with the voters in terms of sizes of variances, density, well, and what this well, was going to look like. All I'm saying is there's been a lot of discussion on the height. commission members right. about no, the height. Right. Absolutely right. We're on the same page. If and, and I'm not saying I'm four three stories. I'm not saying I'm four five stories. I'm just saying there's been a lot of discussion, mm -hmm. and that's still on the table. Mm -hmm. But if the roadway goes ahead, then the buildings are where they are. He's not moving them at that point. They're, the setback is the setback, whether it's three, four, or five stories. So, so are we going to ask the developer then, Mr. Chairman, are we going to ask the developer to tell us now he's going to have three foot, I mean, three story, four story, five story? I don't think he knows. In the future uh, and say which, what the size will be of each building? I, I, I think what was discussed in the last meeting was that that information was not known to where uh, he, he couldn't commit to it at that time. Uh, it, it, Mr. Well, DiGeronimo, is my Mr. memory of that accurate? Mr. Taylor just said, if you tell the developer that it's three stories only. No, I'm so saying if we tell him down the road is three stories only. All right, down the only. road is three stories. That's yeah. what I meant. Down the road is three stories. I mean, but why, again, why would we do that? I thought we were taking each building one at a time. That's what I'm saying. When he comes back with those buildings next to it, say he comes back with five stories, which he's just on the preliminary plans, he's indicated five stories. He comes back and say, you know, the commission members here say, we don't like five stories. Well, he's got to live with that at that point. He doesn't have the option at that point. The roads are set. He doesn't have the option to, to compromise, move it you know, 100 feet back or so and do five stories, which might appease commission members. So if I understand correctly, what you're saying is if we approve the street configuration mm -hmm. that sets the building setbacks, which then leaves the only variable towards some of these densities is building height. Now yeah, we're not going to come back and say, oh, we'll allow five stories if you move the road. I mean, that, right. that ship sailed. Right. That's all I'm saying. I'm not but, saying but, I'm going to vote but against the it. Or is, has it? I mean, the, that's what we have to decide. If, 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 as Mr. Larmer said, that people are all right with, you know, obviously not everybody's happy with the setbacks. But, but if, if that is the case, then the only way to change density is with height. That's it. Correct. Mr. Chairman, I, I, again, I just a comment from me on this. We're, we're not going to agree. It, it's obvious we're not going to agree on this. Correct. 
I, I hope that we're not trying to seek a, um, a complete and total consensus because it's not going to happen. Agreed. Okay. Um, if, if I understand correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Pato is just suggesting that once we approve this roadway configuration, that there's yeah. limitations. I'm trying to make a point, I'm not. Limitations to what we can do later because we've approved this. So I think he's just making a point of once we approved it, then this, obviously if it's approved, it's set. Um, so uh, I, I would say point taken. Uh, I, I think from prior conversations and from confirmation of the interpretation uh, from the law director is that um, we're approving a road tonight. Well, we're voting on a road tonight and we're going to vote on building I and nothing in that implies that to my understanding correct me if somebody heard this differently nothing in that implies anything towards the other buildings that are not yet applied for so if he comes in for one building and we think it should be four stories or three stories we have that right to put that restriction on it on a building by building basis um, the challenge with that comes in not seeing the whole picture so when we look at it as a building by building um, we, we we like to see but but we have that approval right on a building by building basis um, So as stated, we have three items on the agenda tonight for this for, for this applicant. So it's the roadway configuration, and then there's the mass grading that goes along with it. So um, two is really dependent upon one, and then uh, building I, and then building I. So um, we vote on these individually or that, that's what I, I, well, I think one so. and two go together yeah one and two go together and and then there's uh, building I You're gonna call the vote on the one and two then or? Um, we can do that um, Monica, where's the language that I usually read from for, for these approvals on this? So we have the public hearing. We have requests. Right, but usually we have the language ahead that says. So recites the drawing, references the drawings. Mr. Yeah. Chairman, if I may, while you're doing that, I just wanted to voice a, a general concern that really has nothing to do with tonight's proceedings. However, it does have to do with the placement of the east-west road, not knowing what future density may be, what future plans may or may not be. Knowing that people who drive cars always are like water, they, they seek the, the easiest route between A and B. If that major east-west route ends up by its course, absorbing traffic coming out of Sherwin trying to get to Brecksville headed southbound. Some people will go to intersection A. 
which is fine. We've, we've discussed that in the past. My concern in the future is if that east-west road becomes, let's just call it busy. Forget traffic studies. Let's, if it's busy, my concern is strictly safety and leads to the future discussion over parking to the south of that road, mm -hmm. supporting the buildings that are to the south of that road. Yeah. That was the only concern I wanted to get on the record. And it's well, not tonight's discussion. I understand that no, completely. No. It's, it's fair and it's a, it's a consideration we're making yes. for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, I move for approval and recommendation to City Council for preliminary approval of the business plan development area BPDA for the main roadway configuration parenthesis BPDA dash phase one parenthesis <coughs> subject to engineering approval as described in the plans presented February 23rd 2023 and contingent on approval by City Council. I should second because I'm voting. So he needs a second. Is there a second? Second. Okay. Who's, who did the second? Jansen. Mr. Jansen. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? No. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? No. So going along as one and two go together, I move for approval and recommendation to City Council for the preliminary and final approval of the mass grading, SWIP and clearing subject to engineering approval as described in the plans presented February 23rd, 2023 and contingent on approval by City Council. Mark. Mark. Second. These are first for you guys. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shreya? No. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? No. Okay, so that brings up item number three for this evening is preliminary approval for a BPDA for office building I, including underground parking, a restaurant, common areas on the first floor, and office on floors two through five, and associated parking. Mr. DiGeronimo, you're up. Yes, uh, this is our planned headquarter building, as, as well as, as previously discussed, other potential uh, tenants that we would co-share um, this building with. We didn't change much from the previous submissions. Um, I believe we made this through the um, public meeting and are looking for now our preliminary approval so that we can advance the design on this building, get it towards, uh, present it for final approval sometime in the near future, I would say probably two months, give or take. This is planned to be the very first building completed on the site. Um, the 
imagery is representative of the quality of the materials and not necessarily the specific materials. That'll be part of the final submission. Um, as we've talked in the past, through talking too much, I don't need to do that, but we, we're, we're strongly considering going to more stone products. Um, but that is something we'll iron out with the commission and our submission of actual materiality on our next presentation. Um, we showed land bank parking areas, referred to in the pink. Um, we are, for the actual code, Josh, you might have stepped in here. Uh, there was, um, Mr. Shreya, you had asked us to list what the code parking was. Um, request an overall for the the property we, we did a, a rough estimate obviously with usage it would depend of 2,000 spaces um, and we've listed that in here as well I saw that's what we had broken out um, for individually for that requirement so the 370 spaces are what are shown in our shared parking studies and Josh how, how did you come up with the 370 when I think Kevin referenced that strictly applying code it would be like 600 See, correct, 620 by code, 370 is what the parking study has indicated. Okay. Shared, shared use. The shared, the shared, shared parking your, your, study. Okay, the standard that you're referencing. Okay, so. Yeah. Correct. So our math to, for, the, for the building I only, we identify additional parking to hit that 620 in the land bank parking to get us there, if that makes sense. So that's how we're showing. No, yes, correct. Thank you. That was the basis for the 370. Okay, thank you. Obviously, as we plan to come down, again, just, just walk, looking towards the future, we show this land bank parking, ironically, in areas that eventually future parking will be staged so that when we come in with those buildings, we'll be modifying that request for land bank with additional parking structure. Other than those clarifications, not much has changed from the last. Um, I, I know, Mr. Pato, you had reference in the other topic that you had some maybe comments on the. I got a few comments. In okay. Less than an hour. Okay. Or humor. So I don't know if the if the commission has any questions on our presentation at this point that we could address. Um. Before we dig into ours, Mr. Wise, do you have comments? Uh, sure, thank you. Um, on my comments, I had, of, I mean, we, you guys have approved the street layout, so my number one is not valid anymore. Um, so then going into my second comments, um, I did, again, I had the opportunity to meet with their, uh, Mr. DiGiamo and his team today. Uh, they intend to leave this as part of the greater whole of the entire parcel, so there will not be uh, an individual lot for this building. Um, site layout, um, uh, you've, you've already discussed uh, parking. Um, the only thing is that I saw was not depicted was any ADA stalls and we will obviously need to have those uh, positioned appropriately on your final design. 
Um, utilities, again, nothing is depicted as far as building I. I realize you're going to service it off the utilities in the, um, shown in the overall site. Um, and I would expect to see that as the project moves forward. And again, grading, other than mass grading, nothing's shown. So as you move forward, more of just a reference will be um, concerned about the parking lot grading, all accessible path grading, accessible way grading, and then obviously the slopes uh, along Brex uh, Miller Road and Brexel Road, um, any of the down slopes against the building there. Uh, stormwater management, again, we discussed this earlier, but this will be covered in the uh, the existing pond um, once the report's finalized, but it will be covered in the existing pond down into phase one and conveyed there via uh, 40 inch storm sewer, which obviously has to convey the one through 100 year storm, design storm to that area so it can be treated appropriately. That's all I have. Thank you. Any comments from the commission regarding building I? Mr. Pato? You want to go first or you want sure. me to go first? We've, go. We've, we've talked about these, so we're going we're gonna to probably mirror. Probably tag the, team all Yeah, tag team through this thing. But I think you'll agree, Kevin, you've heard this 100 times probably in terms of this being one of the most important developments, most important buildings, so forth, which we said about your residential development as well. Now we're saying it about this. And I, I think you'll agree that we had a dialogue with you and the architect and everything on, on the residential buildings that I think went very, I think we all think went very well and made improvements over what the original submittal was. So I'm going to make some comments on this, and it's not to say that you missed the boat on this or the architect missed the boat, but it's just hopefully some constructive dialogue that maybe will uh, spur an even more dialogue as, as we go forward. But, you know, you've heard a couple of people from the audience and you've heard the Planning Commission members always be concerned about height, density, and so forth. So, you know, we've talked about this building on the corner, I'll call it, you know, that basically we thought, well, five stories is okay there. You know, this is the anchor building and then, you know, maybe something else happens as we go down Miller Road, maybe something else happens as we go down Route 21, but this being the anchor that it could be this larger building. And I think what the architect has, has done here, attempted to do, is to break up this mass, because it is a relatively large building, not only five stories, but the footprint, square footage is a large building. So he's taken this opportunity, I think, to kind of break it up with these and, and I don't know if they're metal panels or masonry, whatever they are, whatever they become, blocks, kind of separated by glass, which is the lighter material, which gives you kind of a, a breakdown. He's done that kind of horizontally. Uh, I wonder, in terms of if he could do the same thing vertically, when I first looked at this thing, and if you look at, yeah, that's the rendering. How'd you know I wanted that one up there? <laughs> you know, if you use this as a, Kind of a left and a right you can see on the right you know you've gone basically the way he's broken that up with the mate i'll call it masonry at this point and then the glass around it you've still got five stories four above grade basically but it, it you know it's it's softened by the fact that the masonry is only three stories 
So it gives you the fact that the glass is a lighter material, it's transparent, it's set back slightly, gives you the, the appearance that it's less mass than say the left side. The right side is less than the left side. So if I was critiquing this, if we're at a jury or whatever and we're critiquing this, I'd say, have you looked at continuing that same theme throughout? In other words, have your upper story tra transparent, setback, glass, lighter material, and give the possibly the appearance, particularly on, on Miller Road, which is going to be, you know, I'm sure is going to be discussion as we go forward on, on the rest of the buildings, uh, if that would be something that would be worth looking at. A couple so, other questions or comments is that he's got these blocks and he doesn't have a consistency within the blocks in terms of the, the proportion of the windows are the same, but the spacing of it's different, the rhythm's different. And I would question him, number one, in terms of why that rhythm is different and why wouldn't you keep the same rhythm between each block. Even though the question in terms of, I call it the shadow box or whatever on the corner and what his reasoning for that was, and I'm sure there was a reasoning, I just don't know what it was in terms of where he's got kind of a box and it's this kind of this protrusion which is kind of a, a departure on what he was doing on the other elevations. So again, a question to him. All that said, what I'm really getting to is would it be appropriate for either him to come here or we to go there, similar to what we did on the other ones, and just have you know, again, it's not a rejection of this scheme. I'm, I'm probably confident that we may very well come right back to this, but it's just in order to sleep at night, and this is going to be here probably, well, it's going to be here longer than me, and it's probably going to be longer here longer than most of the people in this room. We've got to do it right. Sure. And unless we're rushing for some reason, and I, I hope we're not, we've got to make this right. No, we're on the same page. Um, we absolutely plan to have a, a, a materiality type of a presentation formally here, but in between those steps, we, we would love to have a similar process in terms of, and maybe, maybe save a few meetings too, because some we, we went try to do it in between meetings and it, it proved uh, we, proved yeah. we need a little. I mean, we we enjoy you, we like you. You give an excellent you presentation. You don't think I could present the architectural soundness? Uh, of you, you, <laughs> yeah, you, you should, no, we get you should have been an architect, but you'd make a heck of a lot less money. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I, I totally agree, and yes, that's part of our plan. To, uh, when we start talking initial and, and formally presenting presenting the vision here, for sure. Um, and as you can see, we, we know we have some homework to do, as some of the items we've mentioned already. Yeah, I'm sure. talking about tweaking here and there yep. and the elevation and that, but I don't, you know, I don't think. I mean, I speak for myself. I'm not going to say I don't. I think the building ought to be four stories. I'm not going to say that. Hmm. I'm, I'm okay with the five stories. But I would like to try to minimize that appearance of a five-story building sure. as much as possible because you're going to hear it from, I'm sure, some commission members eventually. You heard it from the audience tonight. You can see what the concern is. Fair I won't enough. get into specifics unless the architect's there because I don't, I don't want to bore the audience and you with specifics, but I've got additional comments on tweaking and stuff like that. Fair enough. Mr. Chair, if I may, um, so this is a preliminary plan submission and uh, per the code, the for main and accessory buildings, it says 
Um, it should include or depict the general character scale roof lines and materials. So at this point in the process, there's yep. it, it's more of a general scheme rather than um, final yeah, details. I'm aware of that. Okay. And, and we All right. did that similar yep. on the apartment building yep. where you came back with multiple revisions. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm not talking. I'm talking a little bit beyond is this brick or is it metal panel or is it no, no, we, cast I, on? I, I, I'm talking a little bit, but I'm not going to take the thing and say, this would look great if it was a triangle. Yeah. Right. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just massing yeah. materials and things of that sort. So. Tweaking, I'll call it. I think like we did with the, the multifamily. Exactly. We'll, we'll set up a time for to bring them in and, and let them go through the presentation and have some of that, that conversation. Yeah. If, if in yep. general the, the big box makes sense, really detailing those pieces of parts to bring them in. Yeah. Fair enough. In that, I think there's some things to be cleaned up. When we look at that, the rendering from the from the corner that has the fire and water, mm -hmm. that that one, and you take the corner of the building and you work your way west through your glass. And th this is getting into minutia, but it it's important because it goes to the mass of the building. No, the other rendering. With, with the fire and uh, the fire and the uh, water on uh, Miller and 21. The main shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there. So I can see through the glass and the rendering, and I see from that corner moving west, I see two columns. Your floor plan doesn't match your rendering. So what, I'm, I'm not getting carried away with one or the other, but we need to know what we're approving. Sure. That goes to massing. Um, dimensions of the building, um, I'm, I'm actually probably okay either way. I like the rendering better, I think, than the plan. Sure. But, but I think we need to have a good indication of what it is that, that we are moving forward with. And I, and I think that that could probably fall into the definition of what Ms. Barkowitz mentioned as preliminary, if that's something that you'll clean up. Yep. Um, the architectural element that goes around the top of the building, this is some stuff we can also get into with your architect, but the dark one that's right there on the corner, um, you see on that corner it terminates into the white architectural element. You go beyond and it's sticking out in front of. So now that creates an awkward detail um, that's minor at this scale, but when it's on a full-size building, it's going to look like somebody missed something. So those are the things, for example, that we want to go through with the architect and clean some of it up. And as uh, Ron mentioned, the, the rhythm and spacing of the vertical white elements is, is inconsistent all the way around the building. And, and and mostly on that northwest corner rendering <coughs> that shows the patios and and patio furniture out there. Um, yes, right this there. one. So if you look at that white element on the corner, that white element, the one that's foremost towards us. Yeah. No. 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 Right there. This that, that one. one. But on the right. 
take the corner and turn right, right there. So, so that faces our road that we approved tonight. So that, that element is right in line with it. If you look as you turn to the left, you have the architectural features where they're, they're running vertical up and down. And then you turn to the architectural element that faces in line with the road, where I'd expect a little bit uh, more architectural presence because that's the view as you drive down the road. Um, it goes away. So it's the same element on both corners, but it's treated much different. Does, is that clear? It, no, it makes sense. I, some of it is in, in the rendering, and some of it is valid. It's a great thing. We'll, so we, we'll take all of those items, get a list of them, so that at least when we send it, we're prepared to have them. And, and I, I don't intend, I, I know that we've talked that you've worked with us and that sort of stuff, but I would like to give you these things so that we don't have another meeting and it's a, I didn't yeah, mention no, no. that one. So um, I guess th those were some of the, the bigger ones. And, and on that same rendering, um, where it goes down to the ground, so from level one down to ground level, right there. So that, that, that big architectural element that you have on the corner stops what would be the floor line of, of, of level two. And it doesn't continue down to the ground, but then you have those other pieces there that are also white and appear as if they would match that material and they carry down in different dimensions and proportions. Um, so it's, it's not clear is the intent to bring that element to the ground or is the intent of that element to float? Um, I, I, I think the intent of it needs to be clear yeah. in, in, in in what is proposing there because as you continue south that element stops there um, and, and as it turns around the corner towards Miller Road but but that element there which I'm seeing as a feature and I think your architect did too because they raised that one a little bit higher so as, as that feature element as you're driving down that portion of the road um, I guess fin finishing it yeah, I, you hit on a great point. Uh, there, there's some unknowns there. It'll be something we sure. should discuss. It, it really was kind of trying to tie in what's the tenant going to do? What do we want to define mm -hmm. for the restaurant versus what are we going to leave for the restaurant to kind of infill? So it, it's a great discussion topic. Yeah, well, how the how this all this elements on the top meet the grade down below? In other words, what I think we refer to it as ground. Yeah, yeah. That, all the way that, down, all the way to the parking garage. It's very important in that kind of. Totally agree. And you can't tell what's happening there, actually. And this is a great view if we're up in a drone. But the view from the ground and that rendering that sees these elements, I think is going to become important as we come back to look towards the, the following approval. So we see what it looks like from the person that's walking down the road or driving down the road from, from that perspective. To so see that much like you have on the, the Miller Road to 21 rendering I totally that, agree I think that, we'll, that we'll rendering is at the you know at a good level for for us to really understand what we're going to experience when we go there um, and then uh, last meeting you mentioned there was amongst yourself and your design team there was some uh, you did not yet have consensus on some of the materials and there was discussion about masonry versus metal. And I think there were some questions also from other members of the council 
or commission about durability of material. Um, so I, I just want to keep that one out there too. What is this going to look like in 20 years? What material will be out there? Um, so again, you don't have to answer these, but these are the sort of thing. Uh, let me answer them in the future, not tonight. But I yeah, don't want to leave it unspoken. And then in general, you're, you're giving us the opportunity to get ahead of some of these things. Okay. Um, Those were really the, the main points that, that I wanted to hit. Um, and entry to the building. Obviously, if you park under it, you're coming in through there. If you're parking out in front on that north elevation, there's a vestibule that pops out. Mm -hmm. um, architecturally, your, your key features are these white elements and then the glass creates this negative and the vestibule is set in there. Entry being the first item that anybody looks for should be architecturally more significant, not receding. So I, I guess I would look to see for, art, for, for entry that developed a little bit further. It could still be the vestibule, it could still be there. I think this is a material treatment. Sure. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a much like some of the things that uh, Ron was describing. I don't think it's a redo at all. It's just a little bit of refinement of the treatment of that element. Uh, I think that was everything I had. Any other comments regarding? Yes, if I may. The architectural analysis. Chairman. Mr. Stuckey, you have, um, uh, you have the I'm floor. Gonna start, I'm going to start just like Mr. Pato said and said, you know, I, I still like you. You know, any, anything that's said, you know, I, and uh, what's incredible about this building is because the way it's laid out, it looks like a four-story building from the street, which is, I think, is impressive. Um, I do like the, the stone element on it. I'd like to see the stone element on the west and the north, not just the two that are out on the roads. I think that's just kind of one of those where you, you, you decide that, you know, if we're going to use stone, I'd like to see the stone all the way around because this was sold as a four-sided. Four um, the, um, you know, obviously I have a problem with the setback, but I do not have a problem with this building. I like the way it's laid out. I like the way the, you enter it. I like the, everything about it. Um, and I think that goes along with what Monica brought to us, that this is a, this is a, a uh, you know within our code five story on a on a, a business on an office building works within our code again i wish it was back off the road but the building itself i i don't have a problem with i'd like to see some of the things that mr larmer and mr pato talked about because i i really like the idea of as you're looking at the stone from brexville road that top then looks like it's it's an it's like a you know a see-through glass area so I, I really like that from those roads to give it to lessen its impact on the road but overall i i i, I like the building okay um in, any other uh, questions regarding questions or comments Regarding building I.
Okay. Is everybody else okay? No more comments. Okay. Um, I move for approval and recommend recommendation to City Council for preliminary approval for a BPDA office building I, including underground parking, a restaurant, and common areas on the first floor, and office on floors two through five, and the associated parking area of BPDA phase two, as described in the plans presented February 23rd, 2023, and contingent on approval by City Council. Ms. Cardos? Yes. Mr. Jansen? Yes. Mr. Pato? Yes. Mr. Larmer? Yes. Mr. Shria? No. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Stuckey? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Cabs lost. Okay, we do have a couple more items on the agenda this evening. Um, would anybody like to take a five-minute recess for the restroom or anything along that line before we? Uh, <laughs> Nancy <in> does. <laughs> on on our last couple items. Now, this last discussion, did you agree you're going to set up a meeting with them to discuss the? Well, the building? either they're going to bring the architect here, or we're going to go to the architect one or the other. <laughs> Who are you working with over there? This will be, uh, it'll be David Fred, for Yeah, go ahead and set that up. Set that up. I saw that. Oh, you got one? Yeah. Oh, no, Ken. Thank you. Cavs lost him. How much? Six. Usually they only give you some. I just don't have to play more. I just don't have to play more. I just don't have Denver's the best team in the league. We can play with them, so that's good. Maybe we don't need LeBron. Yeah, I put my stuff away already. Five when you have residential. Doing something in my own. You're focused. Are you not yeah. staying for these two items? I'm staying. I just got to pack some of this crap. I thought we should take one too. It's just going to last more than five minutes. Kevin's out there. I don't want to go out there with Kevin out there. I know two of the guys there very well. That, uh, then you should meet with him. If they do that, the last time I met with, with uh, what's his name, Denver, because I actually one of them was coming over. He was coming over a couple of weeks. Know where? What else? Oh. You know him that well? One of them. Yeah. I don't know if he's working on that project. He just did that office. You know Krebs? No, I met him, but I don't know. Yes.
Yeah. It's just it's just a little tweaking things or whatever, but yeah, as long as it's tweaks, it works well. Versus like mass changes would be bad. I mean, unfortunately, everybody's going to drive by that building how many times a day? I mean, right on that corner. I just think there's so many things going on there. People aren't really going to pay attention to that. Yeah. set a precedent here can be utilized as we go down the road too. Yes. I mean buildings don't have to look my point was buildings don't have to look like they're five stories. There's things to there's ways to kind of play magic with them a little bit. And uh, I think they can do it here. He's on his way. He's like halfway there as far as I'm concerned, the architect but but then he goes in certain areas, he goes and he actually emphasizes the fact that it's five stories. And all I'm saying is maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want to cut it off like the one elevation, a little lower, and then create this crown. It's a different material, so maybe it's set back a little bit, so it's kind of de-emphasized. Well, that's all I was making a point on before was with the five-story, three stories over the road layout is that, you know, the, uh, the height of the buildings haven't been determined yet. So if Kevin's thinking carte blanche that he's going to get approval for five, I don't know if he's going to get approval for five. That's all I was saying. So, you know, by us giving a, him approval on the road today kind of sets the fact that this is the road, this is the setback. And you, you as the developer, is going to live with whatever height, three, four, five, six, whatever. That's my only point on that. Because you heard the gentleman in the audience was saying before, you know, well, if you, if, you know, if it was five stories, like the residential is, why can't you move it back? Well, you can't move it back now because we just approved the roads. But that's that was that's it. That's yeah. So that's, that's, that's that been, was my point. But that's been my point the and, whole time. And I just wanted Kevin. I just wanted to reiterate that to Kevin, so he doesn't get an impression that it's because he put this preliminary sketch in that it's. Well, that's what we went went through. If we push that thing back, what it did, it just it, it kind of ruined the development. I mean, in my opinion, well, I know as a developer, it really ruined it because he's looking at to maximize density as much as possible. You move, you push all that. Yeah, you push that back, and he can't get the density unless he comes in here and says, "I want to go six stories on the building." So, so. All right, we all back. You know. we're back. Okay, so next up on the agenda is Chapter 1151 Residential Districts Proposed Zoning Code Amendment Consultation. Um, Ms. Barkowitz, will you be presenting that? Excuse me? If I could introduce this topic to you. You may. Um, the modification, I just wanted to say a couple things about it. 
when we've been looking at uh, this development of um, the downtown area, the downtown central school, um, we have been going back and forth uh, talking with developers, we've been back and forth talking with some of the merchants in the downtown, the property owners that live in Old Town. Uh, we've had several public hearings and we feel now that it's starting to fall into place as far as what really do we want to recommend. And one of the things that was foremost in, uh, in Council's mind and both to the uh, Legislation Committee is the fact that we should amend um, the R8A zoning. And we should amend the zoning on that property and put it in a way that uh, we can um, develop it in a way that it's going to be preserving the Old Town flavor and at the same time providing, if, if, if there is a good plan, to come through with a different use such as a retail use, um, it'll provide that. Uh, one of the concerns that we, we had is if we made it multifamily, all of it, then some of the property owners in Old Town may want to then develop their properties in multifamily because they're large enough and years past they did have them divided up. We felt very concerned about that. So we brought all this to council, we talked to council about it. And council, of course, decided that it should come back. Uh, Scott and uh, Monica worked on this, and, and, and the idea was that it should uh, come to you, Planning Commission, to us. We should take a look at it, make our recommendations, and then send it back over to council. The idea behind this, again, is to preserve the flavor old town along Arlington Street, and then the rest of it provide some flexibility for not only the development of the school property, the remainder of the school property, but anything else that may be around it. So, last comment, we believe that it's in the city's best interest to sell the Comstock property as a residential property, single family, to preserve the Knowlton Bourne House, which is one of our most historic houses, to have a house next door to it, residential, instead of having commercial next door to it. may end up being commercial next to the Comstock property, but at least that we've taken that buffer down. So um, with that, I'd, if you don't mind, I'd like to turn it over to Monica and she'll go through the whole thing. You got a PowerPoint here? Or? Thank you, Mayor. So I thought we could begin with some proposed amendments to the R8A district. So. This is just a consultation. We're really looking for your feedback on these amendments. And then, as the mayor uh, mentioned, the actual um, district amendments um, to the zoning map. So I'll just go through the list, and then we can take them one by one if you would like. Um, but really, the intent of these amendments is to protect the Old Town character um, through amendment to the RA district. So the first one is the requirement that the maximum lot area be 11,000 square feet. Uh, this reflects, it's, it's greater than the average um, lot area in Old Town. Uh, we did a, a zone or a, an analysis of the lot configurations 
um, removing any outliers such as flag lots and then some of the, the larger lots with um, larger houses, uh, some of which are upwards of 8,000 square feet. Um, the next proposed amendment is that the square footage of a main building shall not be greater than 2,300 square feet. Next, it's that the lot width shall not exceed 100 feet. Next, a requirement that all main structures, uh, meaning you know new construction on a vacant lot or um, upon you know potential demolition of a home and um, you know reconstruction of a home, that all of those um, proposed developments be reviewed and approved by the planning commission. So it gives planning commission some uh, greater control of what gets uh, constructed in Old Town. Um, next, that the architectural style of the Old Town neighborhood be taken into consideration in the review and approval of development plans. Um, and then the next one uh, is something that we want to include in this district because it's been a recommendation by the building department and the fire department that uh, fire pits be located at least 25 feet from uh, the main structures and garages so that's been a recommendation but we want to you know implement it in the code and then that the addition of swimming pools as it relates to rear yard coverage um, by accessory uses also be included so those are the those are the main um, amendments you know since putting this um, before the planning commission um, when we sent out our packets there have been a, a couple other suggestions um, one of which would be adding a requirement that the main structure or provide a, a maximum square footage for first floor of a main structure. <laughs> so with that, um, I'm definitely uh, looking for some great feedback from the commission. So the 2,300 square feet seems like a reasonable number for the house. And as you mentioned, I think a ground floor might be <clears throat> less than that. Um, what that number would be, I don't know without investigating a little bit further, but if driving through that area and looking at the houses, um, I'll, I'll say that um, encapsulate the character of that neighborhood. There, um, the proportions are, are uh, taller and narrower versus uh, wider and shorter. We can definitely do a comparison of the first floor coverage and that might be a good way to start is to definitely look at that. Uh, and i i think um the requirement of the architectural surround style of the surrounding neighborhood taken into consideration i'm wondering if we pull some of the say better examples to be used as examples uh not every not every house in the development um, matches exactly, I, I think everybody's interpretation of the character of their neighborhood might be a little bit different, but if we defined a few of them and said this is what we're looking to enhance, um, so somebody's not picking, we'll say, one of the lesser examples to add something else that's lesser. We want to use the good examples to add more that enhances the character of that neighborhood. Are you referring to like an era of construction? Era of construction, era of construction, or um, simply identifying 
elements, six or eight of them around the neighborhood that we consider to be good examples of the character of that neighborhood and the things it, in that those have the character that, that we want to be repeated. And I would add one other one. Um, if, any, if any exterior work is done, there's no grandfather clause. So if somebody's doing new work, they're gonna make it match the new, the new uh, write-up. So what level of work would you be referring to? Like a building addition or a- They add an, an addition. Okay. And, and I guess my, I'm going to piggyback right on, on that question because as I see this, um, obviously this is for R8A, and on the drawing you show where we're talking about taking it for Central School. But is this all, like if somebody goes into Old Town in R8A and they take a house down, that they're going to abide by this new zoning? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so that's, this applies to the district. Yeah, that's, yes. That's, that's, you know. Not only the, the new area, but yes, the old area, I think that's very important. Eric, uh, if I may. You may. How do you feel about uh, materials? You know, we've never really put that in our, into our code. But in, 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 in an old time, I'll give you an example, having a, a, uh, a steel chimney, or, you know, a pipe coming out, uh, for example, uh, is one thing. The, the style of windows, the you know the siding, the kind of siding, and and uh, not go as far as some cities do with the colors, but some kind of material list that suggests that they build it in a certain style. I, I would think that would make sense, and I'm just thinking out loud at the moment, not prescribing a solution. But you know, there's clabbered siding that comes in all varieties. There's the original wood cedar uh, clabbered siding that could go across, which is going to be um, characteristic of of the original houses that are back there. Then there's vinyl siding, and then there's uh, fiber cement siding. That are all different versions of the of of clabbered siding. Um, and, and I would think if we're trying to enhance the original character, or or I'll say um, retain the original character, I, I would think a form of of. Again, not prescribing this, but a form of a wood clabbered siding would yeah. be more appropriate to the original houses of, of that versus um, vinyl is you know, fiber cement siding might get somewhere in the middle. Vinyl would be about as far from the original intent as we as could go in there. Um, and, and vinyl is a fine product, just not in if trying to enhance that neighborhood. If you wanted to research some surrounding communities, some of our neighbors, you know, they, they have, I think they're referred to as architectural guidelines, some fancy name like that. I mean, Cleveland Heights does a great job in that. Uh, uh, Hudson, uh, Shaker, yeah, Lakewood, and that. And uh, I mean, that might be something to consider. I mean, it's not very easily put together, but it's very helpful. But, the color thing you got to be careful with because you know, the, the mayor may remember this when I was commissioner. <laughs> you probably do years ago, and I suggested this when it was something we were talking about Old Town, and I was number of people got up and called me a socialist at that time or whatever. <laughs> Didn't quite understand what I was trying to get to, but yeah. So I'll stay away from colors this time. So, so 
did I did I hear right that the implication of of this will apply to the existing residents and res residences of Old they, Town? They don't have to comply with it with their existing home, but when yeah. they go to tear it down or alter it, they have to comply. Yeah. Or yes. anything being built new has to comply. Yeah, nothing retroactive. Yeah, nothing. No, 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 not yeah. retroactive. But I mean, but that's a restriction that could be considered a restriction on an existing homeowner there. Sure. So would this be limiting, like if somebody bought two lots next to each other to tear down to build a bigger house? Only if each of those lots are okay. 5,500 square feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say yes. So, yeah. yes. Okay. That's so, yes. Part of the intent of it. Okay. Is to not, not, not to do that. About that. Council is also looking at the issue, and it's going to come here about um, you know the existing lots that are around town. What happened on Pershing and happened some other places? Um, you know, they promised the people that live in that neighborhood that they'd look into that to try to see what they could do as far as square footage and, and, and so forth on what you could build if you build in an R20, an old R20. Development. Pershing, is that the one where they went all the way from setback to setback? Yeah, they're real big. Yeah. But really, under our code now, he's meeting the code and couldn't do anything mm -hmm. about it. That's why it's really nice to be doing this to get started with the yeah. RA to A. So I think in the mayor's suggestion, some look at um, siding. And it, it would take a little bit of uh, you know walk around the neighborhood and documenting some of it um, for what what the siding might be what the window styles might be um, some of those sort of items uh, I I've some places get all the way down to you can't see any concrete block like if they're building new you know you always see that one course before the siding starts no brick only so and i'm just saying some communities said it that way i'm not saying that we should say that i think brick sells that way i think but we actually have that in our building code there, there are i'm just saying there's a lot of items that can be done because concrete block would not be original to that community that that neighborhood so you remember some years ago the, the historical association went and put out a map showing where the hundred year houses were the century houses mm -hmm. there's maybe 20 some of them now I mean, then, today, like, for example, the house I live in was built in 1925. It was a Sears kit. It's going to be 100 years old in two years. And most of the houses now in Old Town, with the exception of a few that have been built in the last 20, 30 years, are all century homes now. So, uh, Mine's 160 years old. Pardon me? Mine's 160 Eight years, years old. 160? Yeah. Looks like it, too. You've been in like 149 of those? I was going to say, were you, were you the original builder? <laughs> He's the original builder. I am. I bought that house 50 years ago. When I drew up plans, the intent was to tear it down and build a new house or build a new house on the property. Because I bought it off of Mrs. Stages. And I was going to build a house. I got the plans all drawn up and everything. And my wife, lovely wife, Carol, says, oh, you can't tear this house down. It's, you know, history and all that. So... I've been fixing it up for 50 years. Yeah. Just a, a question to the commission. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, requirements as they could relate to 
some excessive cost for existing homeowners. Say someone's siding needs to be fully replaced and, you know, vinyl siding that could be, can vinyl siding be, you know? Vinyl siding. I mean, they make a vinyl siding that looks exactly like clapboard siding. Yeah. So that's where, you know, the putting specific materials, you know, maybe we could go for the general intent of the material and then add some language along the lines of or equivalent as determined by the Planning Commission. Uh -huh. um, just a thought. Research some of these guidelines. and For sure. About. Oh, most definitely. They've been through it for years. They've had these things and they've, you know, they've probably worked out all the quirks and everything already. So. Well, if you take this with you and take a look at it at your leisure, maybe you can come up with other ideas you may want to have. Okay. Towards it. For sure. So, so that was part of it there. So that was the... That's the first part. Yeah, right. the first part. And then the second part is the rezoning. Um, Ms. Markowitz, would you like to... Thank you. So as the chair said, um, the next um, part of this two-part... Um, proposed amendment um, is the actual rezoning of the central school property so you see a section that is comprised of proposed R8A residential um, let me backtrack for a second and just let you know well, you already know this that the the site is currently zoned community facilities um, so the R8A portion is fronting Arlington Street and uh, the portion on, at, on Central School property is approximately one acre. Um, we're also showing the adjacent property, the church property, um, the portion of which is currently um, occupied by a residence as um, a proposed RAA rezoning. Um, so the depth of this proposed rezoning is 125 feet, which would allow, and Jerry can correct me, a maximum of, of six lots on the central school property, but really feasibly about five lots maximum um, when you take into account um, topography and, and other elements. And then the remainder of the site is um, the proposed rezoning would be local business. And then um, I would like to have some discussion as to any overlays that the commission would like to see on that site. The city owns it. And I don't know anybody that's in a hurry to get rid of it, the property. So this rezoning idea, if you agree and council agrees, the development of building houses along Arlington could take place. It would be the first phase of it. And the rest, I would suggest to, to council that that not be sold to any developer unless we approve and like the plan. And if you remember, you know, you maybe overlay it or, or, or even you think not, then don't rezone it now, that other piece. And wait till we get someone that wants to purchase it and comes with, uh, with a good plan. And I think there's going to be some other movement on a couple of the buildings in downtown, um, which might tie into this at some point. So not, and again, we were somewhat criticized for it's been three years, what, where are you doing? Well, three years, two of those were COVID, and uh, I don't think it's, it, we should rush to, to do this because it's, it's really something that you gotta wait and see where the market goes and how it can, uh, how it can be uh, really developed. We have 
one company that has approached the city, they want to put a, their construction company in the building and then rent out the other part of the building. It's just one of many ideas that the people are asking us about. So um, that's what we're asking you is, do you, should we rezone it? Should we put an overlay on it? Or what should we rezone that piece to be? And do we all agree that residentially single family along Arlington Street is in fact the way to go? I think we've discussed that before. I know I've heard it discussed. Arlington before, Street, yeah. yeah, it seems like a no-brainer to the, me. The question I have is if we go ahead and it's R8A, the city owns all that, right? I mean, We own it, right. How would, I mean, how would you parcel these properties off? Would it be individual developers come in, or would you promote trying to sell the whole strip to one developer, one architect, one Yeah, I, I, I can't answer that. That's a discussion that will need to be held with, the, with you know, our council. But um, one way is you could sell Some it to Some of them the are here right now. You could sell it to <laughs> the water and the sewer are there. Um, there's not much development that they go on to just split up in the lots and, and make it happen, uh, graded appropriately. Or the city could parcel it off into lots and have Jerry design it, make lots and put them up and sell them. And then let the uh, person come in. But the thing is, we want to have these guidelines in place. But so if you're going to do that, you better have something in place because you could yeah, end up with I, a I, real know, beef stew. You know what's going to happen? It's going to be a $750,000 house. A $600,000 house. That's what will end up in there if you it's, don't control the size. It's going to look like it belongs in Brexville, not Strongsville. Right. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> nice place to drive through. Yeah, it's a nice place to drive through. Monica, what's the, uh, I'm sorry, what's the setback on uh, local business? So, like, okay. I guess my concern is if you rezone this local business or if the R8A, let's go back, the R8A is put in place, do you have to address setbacks at the same time or will it impact the local business area then? Like, will a setback off of R8A, like, all of a sudden cause an undue restriction on what's left if we want that to be local business? Do we have to address setbacks at the same time and like actually set them? At the time of the rezoning, I would think not. Uh, rather, at the time of a proposal brought before the planning commission. Everything in the downtown area that was there in the 50s and the 40s and before, if you if you go to rebuild something on that property, you're going to have all types of variances. Our new code is much different in the way that that was developed. So the answer to that question is posing a question. Should we make an, uh, a different kind of zoning for this property other than the other retail that we have? Because when, when we developed uh, Millside, when we developed Creekview, it was by the new standards. This, if you go to develop by the new standards, you're going to hardly have any room to put anything. So the one thing that we need to take into consideration is the business plan development area. Right. So that could allow for, as it, you know, both for Valor Acres, you know deviations and um, <laughs> ultimate approval by, by the planning commission, eat? review and approval. Um, Mr. Chairman, I, I um, as I look at this, 
um, the to protect the Comstock building, the property right next to it. Um, Excuse you know, me, which one's Comstock? It's all the way on the corner. It's six zero one three four zero zero two. Next to Nolan Warren House, that yeah. house that sits there. What, right. Zero three, Brian. Okay, yeah. Zero three. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So as as I look at it, I think that right now. Um, that's that's been front of city council to, to question what to do with that, and I think it it behooves us to get that re, get that up and and approved to protect the corner there. Yeah, know, I, I think, think that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, we, we need to make, we need well, mm -hmm. but there's a property that needs to come off of that, doesn't it, Mayor? We have to rezone that. Let's split consolidation. Yeah. So we have a consolidation that needs to be done, but that protects that corner. And then, in my opinion, I think the R8A residential behind the blue, it, I, in my opinion, we we cleft that off of there and and get it zoned and, and get it developed while we wait for the other property. Clarify that last statement. I would think that we that gets rezoned and that property gets sold off by the city. The R8A. The R8A. So that that whole Arlington. Arlington then is a is protected. Okay, so whatever happens in the in the uh, the one up front, whether somebody comes in and redoes that building, whatever they do, Arlington is protected and that corner is protected. So the idea on Arlington would be that just under 500 linear feet on Arlington of frontage yeah. would be would end up as five lots. Yeah, that's oh, what yeah. Monica was saying. Yeah. Five lots. Okay. So I've got a dumb question. If we do that, which I'm, I agree with, how is somebody going to get to the building that's currently the central school? Because we're essentially getting rid of the parking 82. lot. Yeah. So they're going to. So really? Yeah. I think there was wasn't there a discussion about an easement? Yeah. Are you referring to how are they going to get to it? For construction purposes, or pedestrian, or when it's developed. When it's developed, so there's houses. So we we develop our eight A, and there's houses. There's five houses there, but we've still not figured out what's going to happen at Central School. How will people get there? Because good question. There's no drive off. Of there's no drive. Have to, you know, as he develops the lots, and I don't know what size they would be and fit. Might have to take a feeder. Okay. of land and just keep a, a name. If you remember that drawing that was done by uh, uh, Geronimo, the other guys. Um, United Homes. They had a, a, a driveway leading in yeah. right to the center and then the houses were on the sides. Okay. Take one lot and not yeah, sell it yet. Lot and, the, yeah. the driveway was leading in from <coughs> Arlington. Arlington. From Arlington. Right. Okay. And then if, if for some reason you develop the other differently, then you can just sell that lot off then separately having the right-of-way there what what with lots would we talk about along Arlington I missed that those are based on a 65 50. foot width What's oh, that? You, yeah instead of 55 you're gonna do that's 60. the minimum but yeah, for, yeah. for the way we the, the way in order to meet the 8,000 square foot minimum it needs to be 65 by um, 125 so the width would be that's what I was going to ask what are they yeah. because that sets the character of the house right I mean in terms right. of that width yep. so I think that's an important thing so the, the first amendment we have a minimum of 8,000 right and there's a maximum of 11 
So the 8,000 minimum already exists. Right. An 11 or a maximum does not exist. So the amendment would be to add the requirement for a maximum. So this would limit it to 11. Correct. Got it. Be nice if somebody like Petros was interested in buying the whole thing and doing. Sam Light. I mean, that's just throwing out a name, but there are developers out there that build like old, like in Tremont and some of the other. Yeah. They build those old-looking houses. Yeah. They look for areas like this to do that. The guy that, uh, not the guy, but the company that bought Highland School, uh, they do that. They build old-looking houses. Um, in certain areas. I'm sure they're not going to do that there, but they do build Is Highland going to go residential? Pardon me? Is it public? Go total residential? It was sold for residential. Yeah, one point whatever I saw. Okay. So another thing to note here on the slide, I'm not sure if you could see it though, but, um, and this wouldn't be part of the rezoning procedure, but, um, Maybe it could be. Um, there's a 25-foot landscape buffer easement proposed. And one just point of clarification is the proposed LB district is actually located uh, 50, foot, um, 50 feet inward to the Comstock property. And that assumes that that 50 feet gets split and consolidated. Um, but that 25-foot landscape buffer easement could follow the new Comstock lot line <coughs> and then border the proposed RA residential portion. Just adding further protection. I think that's a really good idea. There's also um, a note here about an easement, an easement for pedestrian access um, from Arlington to 82. Wouldn't that be called Elm Street? <laughs> Elm Street? Elm Street? Yeah. You want to walk around. Huh? It would be a pedestrian, pedestrian access. I'm just being sarcastic. Yeah, you're taking my place. Walking Closer to the Brexville Road, um, Arlington intersection. Thought me those mincery. Could be. Um, Anything else to cover? Um, maybe just some procedural information. Uh, we do have a proposed schedule here, and we kind of have two options tonight. I mean, the Planning Commission could, if you were comfortable, set the public hearing for, um, for the March 9th meeting, or we could um, go into a preliminary review where we would then hopefully schedule a public hearing. Um, but it's really up to up to you and, and your your comfort with what's before you right now, um, knowing what we're going to research and bring to you on our on our end for the next meeting. We'll make an official request then to next the next meeting when we start working. Okay. Again, I I don't think you should be, feel rushed on this at all. I mean, this is something that. Involved right. Um, so, if I heard correctly, in the next meeting, we'd make a request for a public hearing. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be ready for a public. 
depends on what, what research we get and what we put together. Sure. Okay. I mean, we, like you said, there, there isn't a rush because we do have a buffer that allows multiple meetings um, to, in order to um, ideally meet the Nove November 7, 2023 regular, regular election.